You are about to experience the corpse cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike, and I'm looking right in the eyeballs of the sexiest podcaster in podcasting history, Shane Diablo. What's up, my man? I'm looking in the eyes of a sweet, sweet man. It looks good. Ooh, you make me feel so good, It Shane. doesn't matter how much room you take around the table, baby. <laughs> you can lay it out, yep. lay it down, yep. touch it, rub it, slap it. It's all good. Dude, I, am- I like to look at you. Wow, should should we pause it right now and uh, kiss? Um, sure. Yeah. Oh, right, oh well, you know we'll do we'll All do right. that. Okay, we'll do that later. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we're on uh, episode thirty-one this week. We're going to be talking about uh, Lizzie Borden, their album "Visualize," and a movie from an underrated Amer. You know, and a lot of people love Frank Cannon Lauder, but I still think that he is underrated in the American director. Uh-huh. You know, uh, in the you know upper echelons of. Uh, you know, American directors. We're going to be talking about his movie, Frank and Hooker. Yes. Okay? So that's what we got on tap. I love for today. Franks and I love Hookers. All they left out was Beans. If they had Franks and Beans <laughs> and Hookers, you would be on cloud the nine, perfect baby. Perfect movie. <laughs> Dude, you know what I'm starting to notice, by the way? Okay. I'm starting to notice it's getting a little dark earlier. Yep. I'm starting to notice that college football. Kickoff yes. starts next week. You love it. Dude, I drove by Nightmare on 13th. You know, the haunted house that we've got I, there on yes, 13th. Yes. They've got the big beast out, man. You know, the, the big beast, the, the, the thing that welcomes you like the big demon from hell. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And it's getting ready for the Halloween season, man. Uh, I'm telling you what, man. Fall is coming. My favorite time of year. Yeah. And I'm stoked as shit. I it. like the weather change. Oh, yeah. It's I'm too noticing hot. it's, it's getting cooler. Yeah. I I don't like snow so much, uh-huh. but I like the cool weather. Spring, you don't need a jacket a spring and just fall, yet. man. You know, it's like it gets in the eighties. You know, so yeah. gets in the eighties, but it's not like frying your balls off. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, dude. And it just says to me, it's time, Michael. It's almost your time. Can it's- I tell you something that happened to me? Oh, let's hear it, dude. This is on the le- in my world. This is on the level of nine eleven. Oh dear. <laughs> this is this is uh, tragedy. Okay, all right, let's hear it. Katy Perry, my sweet lady, <laughs> Katy Perry, yeah, uh-huh. and Selena Gomez. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> they blocked me on Twitter. What? I don't want. I don't know if I want to live in a world where those two block Shane Diablo. I, Man. you know, I I thought about it a lot mm-hmm. because this happened two days ago. Oh, really. I think that it's their Wranglers, because they all have like six million people. Oh, sure. I think that somebody was checking their profile and said, let's get rid of the, you know, kind of the the guy, the free spirits. I call myself a free spirit. <laughs> when I tweet them, yeah, I call myself a free spirit, because uh-huh. I'm just trying to break through the monotony of, hey, Katie, I love your new album, right. to... 
Katie, I'm sitting here and I'm <laughs> naked and I need to I'm right. masturbating to your whoa, videos whoa, right now. Whoa, whoa. You know, <laughs> but and I don't I just you know, the best way that I can describe it is I think mm-hmm. that it was the Wranglers. Right. That that because you, you know, know if it was really Katy Perry me. or if it was really Selena Gomez, they wouldn't they, block you. They they wouldn't understand that this is true love. They would, dude. I've been disheveled. I'll bet. I haven't manscaped. Look at me. Yeah, you're a hairy beast. I right haven't now. manscaped. I haven't done my <laughs> mohawk. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. You're you're you got a full head of hair there, man. I've been torn up about this whole thing. Man. I don't know if it's that or that I watched a Grateful Dead documentary. Oh, uh-huh. but. Dude, all I can say is to you guys, you just lost the love of your lives. Okay, you know what? You know how sad Selena. I'm telling you right now, if once Katie and Selena find out, whoever blocked you is going to be fired. And you just told me today that Katie broke up with John Mayer. Was that today or was that yesterday? I don't remember. But you're right, man. You you had an in. I I I just know what happened. I figured out what happened. The, Bitch. R- the Wrangler wants a chance with her, and he sees that you might, hot stuff have might, a chance. Might be so. He's like, you know, what, I, okay, I can that, see I'm, that. I'm thinking that's what it is. Like man. it's like this guy is really zoning in. Right. Maybe the Wrangler was. She was talking about some of my tweets. Right. And to the Wrangler, and the Wrangler went. Uh, yeah, he's you know that's go. that's not fair to Katy Perry though, because you know how sad she's going to be, dude. You know how sad she's going to be when yeah. all of a sudden Shane Di- oh I know Shane Diablo's sad. not uh, all of a sudden not be tweeting her anymore. Oh, that's a problem. Oh, dude. you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. she just wasted something that could have been great. But I'll find Jessica Alba, some <laughs> other girls that I like. Well, listen, and they're and no they Katie. will accept me for what it is. You know, it's funny. I don't know if I could pick Katy Perry out of like a lineup. I don't really even know what she looks like, but apparently she's hot oh, as shit. God, I could pick her out. <laughs> You'd be having like I'd the, pick her out, take you, her to the prom. You point her out with your penis. There, <laughs> you're. That's her. Doink. Oh, <laughs> I could do it. Hell, I'd settle for anyone that looked like her. Really. I thought it was true love, man. Well, you know, well, it is what it is. Okay. All, if, all right. If there, was, all right. if there was a chick that looked like Katy Perry, uh-huh. I, I'd say, yeah, okay. Okay. Well, you know what? You you have my attention. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know what? To those Wranglers out there who obviously listen to this show, yeah. um, you know what? I think that's a cold move, man. And uh, I you think know, it's messed up. It's it. Listen, it's if you are that insecure, Mister Wrangler, that you know, you, you won't allow Shane Diablo's tweets to go through. Right. Then it's never going to work out for you. Chicks can see. They can see Insecurity. That. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Here's what's going to happen. It's all going to come around. It's all going to work out. Just give it time, Shane. I just give yeah, it time. And you're right. I just got to take time. time. Patience. Time. Time, love, and tenderness. Mm, yes, you do. Tenderness was myself. I was going to say tenderness. Use, uh, <laughs> Use the the good stuff, the good lotion. I do. Okay, good. Nothing but the best. Nothing. Oil of Olay. Ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome, dude. Well, I'm glad yeah. that we I'm glad that we're uh, that we figured that out, and it's no, it's. I hope it's not as traumatic for you anymore because we all know how traumatic that can be, man. I know it sucks, but you know I move on like I've done through my life. Sure, I move on. Sure. Um, can I switch gears a bit? Yes. I want to talk about our super secret project. Ooh. 
Now, I still don't want to give too much away, but people are probably like, well, what the, I've gotten a few, uh, you know, tweets and, fa- and Facebooks and, right. like, hey, what's going on with the super secret project? You said it was happening in August. I just want to say that it is still in full swing. Here's the thing. A couple of things happened with the, with the guys who are actually the organizers of this thing. Right. And basically, they got a couple of new people that want, want in, you know, that they've said, hey, listen, you know, here, here's some stuff for this new super secret project. And they're just basically working on adding that to the, you know, how do I, would you say it's the logistics? Uh, yeah. All I'm saying is, is they don't really have a drop dead release date. Right. And they keep saying, they keep getting people saying, oh, well, let's do this and let's do this. And instead of release it all and announce it all, you know, with, you know, a handful, you know, just, I mean, uh, you know, a, a certain just amount. Just a morsel. Of some, give, a, yeah. give us a meal. They're, they're, we're going to wait till we have the meal and right. then everything's going to be released. And we've gotten some great feedback. Cause from would it. you say we're the meal? Well, I, you know, the, it's funny because it's like I can't understand why, you know, I, I would think that we're enough, right? I would but, say we're the meal. But the thing is, is we've only given them, uh, how do I say this without giving too much away? We've only given them a certain amount of content, okay? And you know, the first treat, the first bit is for free. Yes. You just give them a taste. Exactly. So we've exactly. given them a taste. Yes. And basically... Um, I, I get it because the thing is, is, I mean, how many times can you, you know, deal with us, you know, you know, watch our content or, oh, or whatever dude. our content, watch it, you know, they can watch it 500 I times. How. I don't know how. They can watch it 500 times and then be like, oh, okay. So I watched it 500 times and now it's only two days later. Now what? I got to yeah. wait for another one. So, right. so they have to have the B-roll stuff. Okay. They yeah. got to have the B-roll, have the stuff there. But for those who've bought Roku boxes, do not fear. It's still coming out. We're still, it's all happening. We're the Charmin. We are the, we are the we're soft the toilet paper. No, we're not. Are you kidding me? We're, we're not the stuff that you find in an outhouse. Okay. Yeah. That's single ply. We are, I dare, I dare say we're triple ply. Pine cones. Uh, we're not pine cones. No, we're not. <laughs> we're triple ply. Absolutely. I like that. And I'll tell you what, uh, that so so yeah. Rest assured, it's still coming out. I don't even know when it is yet, but apparently it's going to be soon. I know we've been saying that for a couple of months, but uh, it's magical. It's it like is. C.S. Lewis and his stories. <laughs> it is. It's something dreamy that you'll just explode all over the place and you know, know slap people with happiness. Right? That's a dude. I don't know about any other words in the English language that could describe it better. C.S. Lewis, slap people with happiness. Slap people with happiness. That's what we're going to do with you people. All right? Yeah, that's All right. what we do. Well, what do you say we uh, we get into the show? We got, uh, uh, like I said, we got Lizzie Borden's. What what year is the album from? 1988 or? 1987. Okay, 1987. Ooh. Their album, Visualize. Let's go ahead and listen to a minute of Lizzie Borden. Good. Against the 
Everybody, pull out your Aquanet hair styling gel. You know what? First of all, I'm going to stop you right there. That hurts. I'm bald. Aquanet, what do they call that? Hairspray. Yes. And your silver body paint. Oh, my gosh. Because tonight is your night. Yes. LizzieBorden.com is where you find this band. We are talking about Visual Lies from 1987. This album clocks in at 41 minutes, 50 seconds long. Metal Blade Records. Lizzie Borden is an American shock rock metal band from Los Angeles. Angeles. The City of Angels. <laughs> California's formed in 1983. The members of this band are as follows: Joey for this album, because he's had like 300 members <laughs> okay. in the band. All right, but for this album, that's what we want to talk about. Okay, so here we go: Joey Scott on drums, Joey Holmes on guitar, who took lessons from Randy Rose. No. You don't say, dude. In 1997, and toured with Ozzy on the Osmosis album. No way. 
Michael Davis on bass, Gene Allen on guitar, and of course, the mighty man himself, the dream master, the dream weaver. Yes, the dream weaver. Baby. Can we call him a dream weaver? Listen, all I'm saying, and I don't want to give too much away, but he's touched me. Okay, he's we'll, we'll save him. it. We'll save it. But all I'm saying is he touched my face. That's hot. <laughs> that is hot. Lizzie Borden, the lead vocalist, songwriter. Other albums include Love You to Pieces, 1985, Menace to Society, 1986, Masters of Disguise, which came after this album in 1989, <laughs> and his latest album is Appointment with Death, 2007. I saw that he has an album called uh, Master of Disguise. Yeah. And right now, for some reason, my kids are like, you know how when kids get like a show, they like, they watch it over and over and over. Yeah. You know, the Dana Carvey master of disguise from the early nineties. Turtle. Turtle. Am I not turtle enough Am for you? Turtle. Am I not turtle enough? Yeah. For the I saw that club? and I just started I love laughing. It, dude. Oh yeah. I love Absolutely. that movie. <laughs> Am I not turtle enough for the turtle club? Yes. Uh, yes. You obviously have seen it. There you God go. God bless Dana Carvey, dude. Oh, dude. He never Without got the respect. No, deserved. You know what? And let, I mean, maybe this is safe. We should save this for another discussion, in-depth discussion. But let's talk about Wayne's World and who really, who really pushed those to the top. Garth, okay? dude. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm yeah. saying. That's all, all right. I'm saying. We, we can that's fight about that. Mud wrestle later. Ooh, yeah. I heard about Lizzie Borden in 1984. That's I was nice. a junior high school child. Nice. And someone said, have you heard of an album called Give Him the Axe? Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was an EP that he put out. Mm -hmm. And I never really paid too much attention to it. I heard a little bit of it from a friend or two. Sure. But it wasn't till Head Fucking Bangers Ball. Dude, that's what it was all about back in those days, oh, dude. man. That's what you did. If you, if you grew up in that era... Every whatever, if it was Friday or Saturday night, man, I I was home. I don't care if I was on a date, man. Yeah. I brought the date home, and yeah. we watched Headbangers Ball. I've got nasty stories I could tell you. I will not get into it now. But, yeah, <laughs> me yes. and the buddies would sit around, and it was get the beer ready, and mm -hmm. let's see what the hell. That's where I saw Cowboys from Hell for yeah, the first oh, time. Oh, dude, yes. It's where I saw, you know, so many videos where I was like, holy shit. Yep. It's where I saw Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, oh, Headbangers Ball. That changed everybody's life. I don't care who you are right now, but your life is better because of Guns N' Roses' appetite for destruction. I totally agree with All right. That. I knew Any, you would. Anyone that can say, no, I disagree with that, they're either super ultra heavy metal, death metal, yep. and never paid attention to it. Or they were super ultra, not even a heavy metal fan. Or they just don't know how to to. They don't know how that album enriched their lives because it did. True, you know. Okay. But you can say the same thing about Nirvana. Never mind. I mean, that was a that was one of those moments. It, it was, but all I'm, I'm not saying. Well, that. And maybe you're right because hair metal at that point was getting a little watered down. Right. You're right. You're right. All right. Me against the world, which was their biggest hit from this album was featured in the rock and roll horror film Black, Black Roses. Roses. Yes! I love Black Roses. That's actually on the list that we've got for future episodes. Yeah, we are I doing saw that. that. We're doing that. And I haven't seen it, so I'm stoked. So great, dude. But this really was his breakout moment. I mean, for Lizzie Borden, I, gr I grew up. 
I saw this when it was featured on Headbangers Ball, mm-hmm. Me Against the World, the brand new premiere video from Lizzie Borden. This was his big thing. He's never done anything before right. or anything okay. after that ever just exploded. You know what's so funny, too, is Me Against the World, that video is just basically them on in a studio Playing me against the world, and described what? Do you, I mean, do you know the video I'm talking about? You remember? Yeah, yeah. Him and he had like the orange hair, and he had like the the silver lipstick and the, the whole yeah, deal. He's totally in. He's he's tainted his body. Yeah. In in silver. Yes. And he's wearing like a God. Got a weird I, I, jumpsuit. I think about it. It's it's a weird just silver jumpsuit. Yeah. But I almost I want to say it was like. Uh, mache or whatever. What do they call that? The Paper metal, mache. Oh, metal, oh. Metal, uh, you know, like the uh, Vikings, your people. Oh. My. Your, your people wore the Viking. Like art, like, like basically an, an, uh, like chain mail. Like, chain like, mail. Yes. You know, but yes. I'm sure it wasn't. No. It was more of a jumpsuit. Yes. Yeah, he was totally <laughs> silver from head to toe. He was, except for that giant orange hair. Yeah. Yikes. Dude. It was awesome. Awesome. Um, Oh, man. What do you say about the album? Well, what do you say about I want to go ahead and put out a disclaimer real quick. Okay. And I said this on Facebook, actually, the other day. Um, if you have an Italian giallo or movie or something like that, or an 80s heavy metal band, it's going to be hard for me to give you kind of an unbiased opinion. True. And because I, see I just love it. And I, I love it. the sound. I mean, dude, you have like little treats that like we get done recording uh-huh. and you're like, dude, put this band on the spot. And I'm like, holy shit. This yes. Is creepy. Well, I don't, I don't know what it is about that era, but the thing is, and it's funny because, uh, I never really got into Lizzie Borden back in the day. In fact, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but I mean, we saw Lizzie Borden last yeah. year. Was it last year? Yeah. I think it was, it was last year. Okay. Um, but the thing is, is, I mean, this has got some great, um, it's kind of like if um, Dawkin, Dream Warriors met Motley Crue met Shock Rock. I like that. That's yeah. basically what this is. And obviously, you heard that from the one minute that isn't really a minute. Right. But I, mean, I would totally agree with that. But yeah, I mean, it, it was it wasn't like the party pop poison stuff. You know, it wasn't. It was more of the the uh, solid down to earth. It was the, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm on the same wavelength yeah. uh-huh. as you because it was just that hard rock, heavy metal. I mean, Lizzie Borden will tell you day after day after day, and uh-huh. he's gotten heavier right. with these later albums. Sure. But this was, this was a heavy rock album, but it wasn't Pantera. It no. wasn't Slayer. No. It wasn't Warrant, and it wasn't, and maybe that, Maybe that's why he didn't get the recognition that maybe, he should have had. Maybe you're right. Cause I mean, and, but the thing is, is I mean, you have bands like Doc and like, like I think about the Dream Warriors. Okay. Yeah. That song, that song was huge. Uh, well, I don't know if it was huge back then, but it seems like it was huge because I don't remember, I don't remember the, when it, when it came out. I mean, a, I remember loving that song. A, that song was badass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. B, it was docking. Yes. And C, it was tied to Friday the release the 13th. Of, uh, uh, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Yeah, right. Part no, three. absolutely. So it was like, holy shit. Well, it was and, huge. And there, and there's even songs on this album that are reminiscent of Iron Maiden, even. Yeah. You know, there, uh, I, I have it right here on my notes. There's, uh, there's one song. It's called 
uh, what is it? Lord, was it Lord of the Flies or Den of Thieves? I can't remember exactly, and I wrote it down here. But it's probably Lord of Flies. But it Lord just seemed flies. to me, it just seemed to be that is iron. That is the that is iron. That is so Iron Maiden. That's the best Iron Maiden song Iron Maiden never made. Is, is what I'm saying. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I really don't know if I agree with that. Only because. Iron Maiden is just, you know, they make me pee to bed. <laughs> well, no, we all know that, dude. But I'm not, listen, I'm not saying it's that, but, but the thing that it had like the, dum -da -da -dum -da -da, you know, and all, yeah, and all yeah. that, like kind of the, the galloping, whatever. And he was like, you know, really going after, it. but that's, but I would equate them closer to, to Iron Maiden and, you know, and uh, maybe even some of the harder doc and stuff, the George Lynch stuff, as opposed to like the, the warrant or the poison or the See, trickster. I, I thought songs like shock treatment and I'm an outcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was just like, I don't fit in your LA because keep in mind, this guy's in Los Angeles in right. the eighties. Right. You yeah. got quiet riot. You got wasp. Right, you've right, got, right, right. you've got this going on. He's not fitting in. He's not quite making it. You know, his shows were not poison. No. And Wasp no. and Quiet Riot and Motley Crue. Right. And he was going, you know what? I'm between all of you guys. Let me ask you something, too, because, I mean, I watched the video of Me Against the World, you know, which they have, a like, a total hair metal kind of look that, yeah. you know, the, the teased hair and all that stuff. And then we see him last year, and, uh, you know, I mean, he's got the black hair, and it's more of a shock rock thing. When do you suppose that they, they, they kind of changed from the regular... Hi, we're four guys that rock, you know, playing our instruments to more of the shock rock style. Oh, man. I think probably right after that big explosion. Okay. In Los Angeles where you have Motley Crue and Wasp mm -hmm. and you have Poison and all these bands that take off and get out of there. Right. And Lizzie Borden doesn't go right. with them. And he's got to work hard for it. Because the way I picture it is after that big explosion. Mm-hmm. He's left there, and there's still them scrabblers that go. Metal Blade goes, dude. You're not quite like right, this but band, you're, right, okay, but I we got that. you, and you write great tunes. You know what's funny too is, and I and I've seen this movie a long, oh God, a long time ago. It's called um, Black Roses. No, it was it was a documentary called The Decline of Western Civilization to the Metal Years. Yeah, they were it. on that. Yeah, and and you know, and the thing is, that's that's actually Dude, the trick first or treat. Of, sure. Well, okay. On the wall of his room. Absolutely, dude. You know, but go on with what you were well, saying. Well, all I'm saying is it's like, that's the first time I heard of Lizzie Borden, but for some reason I never really picked up on it. Um, and I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was just that I was a little bit young and I was still into the more poppier, sorry, the more, the, the poppier stuff, like the slaughter and the warrant sure. and stuff like that. But it's like, I, I saw that and I'm like, those guys. Are badass. See, man. dude, and I think it's about timing. I think you're right on the money I, told, with that. I agree with you. I think it's about timing because he came out just a stitch yep. before all he did. that he other did. stuff. Because that was more of the, I mean, the, the really poppy stuff was coming out in 87, 88, 89, yeah. e even up to 92 until Nevermind came out and then it was all over. Yeah. You know. And that's when everything changed, you know. Yes. Absolutely. I heard a great story about like Jamie St. James from, uh, now, what's his name? Uh, from Warrant, the singer. Oh, Janie Lane. Janie Lane. Yeah. Was talking about going into the record labels, you know, offices and seeing a big old Allison Chains dirt poster behind the oh, yeah. oh, yeah, dude. And he went, Oh, shit. 
I mean, it's over. <laughs> yes. Well, and the problem is, is Allison Chain's dirt, unfortunately, is better than anything Warren ever put out. Well, true, but <laughs> it's like that whole that whole age went. Eh. Well, and I remember seeing a, a documentary, and Loverboy was talking about. He said, "Listen, what's his name? Kurt Cobain came in and killed my career." Man, he said. Yeah. He said, it, he, and it was funny because they were just like, it was over so fast. I mean, it was apparently it happened in like six months where you were on top and of the got, world, but also nothing. You gotta, you gotta love them record agents because oh, I yeah. bet you they're all about warrant. We believe in you. Oh we yeah, love you, oh, cherry yeah, pie. You're hot, absolutely. You're, and then it's just like, see, you, assholes. We we saw it smells like teen spirit in that video and that song. I'll tell you what, I can still remember to this day the first day I ever saw it smells like teen spirit. I looked at that with my eyeballs wide open, going. Well, this is new. It was and this different is, sounding. And, and the thing is, is I was like, I don't know if I like this yeah. or if I completely love it. That was totally you know? my, oh, my response. I was like, Absolutely. I don't know. It was just different. And it was like, whoa, I haven't been fed this yet. Looking back now, I would have loved for bands like Lizzie Borden to continue. Bands like, you know, listen, I love Alice in Chains. I love them. They're my favorite band to come out of that era by far. I think that they're one of the greatest rock, you know, American rock and roll bands ever in, in all of history. Okay. But the thing is, is whenever I go back and I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm going to listen to a, you know, I want to listen, what should I listen to? I'm at work, whatever. I go back to those eighties bands, man. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, and I do listen to Alison Chains quite a bit, but the thing is, it's like, I wonder what would have happened if that hadn't happened or was it ripe? Was it already dead? Was, was it just yep. becoming so copied and so watered and down that there was. was nowhere else to go? I, I agree with you, but at the same time, it's like, I wish we could have worked out a way that you know, I'm listen. I love Nirvana and Soundgarden and all those types of guys. Right. I even like Mud Honey and and uh, Screaming Trees, and, oh, you yeah. know, and all those guys too. But the thing is, is they will. I mean, and that was my high school right there. That, those guys were me in high school. But the thing is, is, now being an old old man, I look back and think, man, I just wish that these guys, the the guys, the Lizzie Bordens, the Dawkins, the whatever, and they never really quit. But the, but honestly, I mean, it, it had to be a punch in the gut. Oh, to all of a sudden realize that you are no longer you're, what people yeah, want to hear. Yeah, you're done. I grew up on, I, I mean, I was a bag of Skittles, dude. It was the rainbow. I mean, I'd listen to Mighty Mighty Boss. To, well, I mean, in the 80s, mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, I'd have Every Rose Has Its Thorn right, playing right. and then flip over to Hell Awaits or, right. or, or South of Heaven or right. Judas and, I, Pre- and, and Slayer was one of my favorites all the it way through. It was just all over the place right. for me, but... When bands that grunge era came in, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it killed oh, that dude. hair rock without thing. a doubt. And, there, yeah. and it's, it's, it almost became like there was no more room for that at all because people, I mean, and you got to remember too, the grunge came in and then, and this is just how I remember it. I'm not saying it's probably somebody could, could email us or call in and say, you, you're full of shit, but here's how I remember it. Right. It's like that grunge stuff came in. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden there was no more room for those, for, for the quote unquote indulgent, extravagant metal bands yeah. like that. And I mean, you still had your Panteras and you saw your Slayers and, you know, but that was kind of a niche, you know, thing. But the that thing, was more outside the radio realm. No, if, if, if mean, you didn't were, rely those, on radio, you were fine. Yeah. Nothing happened to you. But the problem yeah. is, is then the radio started playing stuff like Babes in Toyland. Yeah. Or other really like, and there's even a band I kind of like, but I can't, named Belly, you know, and, and bands like that. It's just like, what? How, yeah. how is this stuff 
more popular than something like a Lizzie Borden, you know? And like yeah. I said, I mean, at the time, I mean, there was no internet, there was no nothing. So basically, I was a slave to whatever uh, K-Bear 101 here in Salt Lake City was playing, you know? Because it's like, that's yeah, well, it, yeah, that was that's it. What, yeah, that's what you do. And Lizzie Borden was one of those bands that just, it was like, oh, you just missed that boat, man. You just, I mean, Me Against the World was the biggest song in my life at that time when i saw that video and bought the album i was just like oh man it's me again he's talking to me he's going look i'm dressed like a silver asshole (laughs) and i'm saying it's me against the world and i was like i'm with you baby it's funny because you you bring that up and there was a song by slaughter the band slaughter okay where it was called eye to eye and and I'm listening to this the other day because you know we rock it here. And then when I go home, I'm like, oh shit, we were listening. What's the band that? What's the band that that Mark Slaughter was in? Vinnie Vincent. Vinnie Vincent. Okay. That night on the way home, I'm driving home. I'm like, oh shit, let's let's draw on some Slaughter. You know, they have this song called Eye to Eye. Right. Where he was, I can't remember the exact lyrics, but he's like, just because I don't look like you doesn't mean that I'm a mean guy and stuff like that. And it's like. I don't know, dude. And I look back at him and I'm like, I'm like, look at this guy. He's Mr. Cutesy, Mr. Mr. Uh, Yeah, sure. He has long hair. Yeah, he was the hottest thing. But the thing is, is he was, he was no like underground mean ass Lizzie Borden. Sure. sure. And maybe Lizzie Borden wasn't as mean ass as, you know, I assume they were back then. But I mean, they were no Slayer. They were no Pantera. No. You know, stuff like that. And it's like, here he is talking about that. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure that people look at him funny, but I'm sure he's over there in LA, you know, having him and Dana Strummer walking down the street. Nobody's like judging him or whatever. Yeah. Because he looks so nice and he always had a smile on his face at that guy. But and I the, still love Slaughter. And, and, and you know what? The good sign of a good rock and roll band that right. believes in what he's doing is Lizzie Borden. We saw him Absolutely. last year. Do you want to get into this, dude? Yes, let's, let's get, get into, into it. Because I have a most of my notes. Take it. Most of my notes for this for this is about that show. Take because, it. I mean, yeah, I saw him on uh, the Decline of Western Civilization Part Two. I saw him on that, and I've heard, you know, and for I, the minute that they're like, ab- you're not even relevant enough to be exactly. in this movie. Let's give you two seconds you know, to. And, that, and I'd heard of some of their more popular songs. I've, I'd heard Me Against the World before. And, I, you know, and the thing is, is it's like with a band named, like, Lizzie Borden. It's like, you know, in my 15-year-old brain, it's like, oh, she was an axe murderer. Yeah, and, and they ooh, have I'm that in, in uh, Give Him the Axe. Yes. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, gave her father 41. Exactly, dude. And, and so it's like, you know, they were there, but they didn't really make it. I mean, truth be told, they didn't make a huge impact on me when I was a kid. Sure. How However, fast forward to 2011, we saw Lizzie Borden at Club Vegas, the now defunct Club yeah, Vegas, which, no bu- longer alive. which bums me out because that was such a great place. That was probably my second favorite place behind Burt's yeah. in Salt Lake City. But my first, I would say it was. Oh, would you? But I, yeah. well, I love Burt's. I don't know why. It was why huge, do I love Burt's? Big stage. I like Burt's because it's like cheers. Handle. If you go, ah, get me a purple orchid. Yeah, basically, go, oh, basically right, at right. Burt's you have like three choices, yeah. and it's like if, and they'll look at you funny if you ask for anything different, and they will, yeah, yeah okay. But anyway, so you know we're there, we're rocking. Um, the, first of all, the show was awesome. 
Here's a band that I really only, I'm only familiar with one of their tunes. They had a bunch of guys. At that moment, it wasn't the same lineup that we had for this album. I mean, there was even like an Italian guy named Dario. Yeah. And I, you know what the thing is, is, I mean, even after the show, we would talk, we were talking to those guys. Yeah, we went over They had a couple of strippers, you know, type of ladies up there. Hell yeah. I was talking to the strippers and they were pretending that, you know, they all interested in what I had to say. Of course. (laughs) Sure. How much money you got? Right. You got some money? But but the thing is, is the one thing you could tell was that those guys put, I mean, for the low budget they had, and they're no Alice Cooper. No. Unfortunately, they don't have the money coming in that Alice Cooper did. But for, this is a, for their limited means, 300 seater. Yes. For their limited means, though, they stretched that shit as far as it could go. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they had the old console TV that he'd pull out of, and that's this whole big yeah. thing with visualize. Yeah. You know, they had the, he, he would come out in different costumes. The strippers would have different costumes. Yeah. You know, they, they, there was one point, and this is when I said Lizzie Borden, t- you know, <laughs> touched me. There was one point where he was like dipping his hand in the skull and, bl- and, and you know, kind of like gave you some blood. On he the he put me blood on both cheeks, kind of like, kind of like on, uh, what was that? Uh, oh my gosh, the Omen Part Three, where he's like, "Oh, you killed your first fox, you get blooded," yeah. you know, whatever. And it was kind of like that, and you know, it was really fun, man. It was just a great time. They were there. They were and they rocking. Sounded out. great. They sounded great. His voice is holding up like a like a diamond. They were making sure everybody there had a fucking uh, freaking great time. Yes, and it's like. We all did, man. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. it was so much fun. Who I don't even remember who opened up for them because we were outside. But the thing is, is, the same time, the second they opened up, I was just like, you know what? These guys, apparently, in my opinion, they looked like they loved what they're doing. They are, they are, they are going through the theatrics. You know, they're they're doing all this stuff that they don't have to do well, to make mind, us have too. a great time. He is probably rolling on fifty. Oh, absolutely. And the yeah. thing is, is that he was hot and young in the 80s yes, on yes. Decline of the Western Civilization yes, he was. Part 2. The yes, years. he was. He looked completely different. That was on So Far, So Good, So What when they're interviewing uh, yep. Dave Mustaine. Absolutely. So that's many years old, ago. Old, old school. And, and he's he, ready to rock. They he had energy. Good. Their drummer was having, yeah. he was having the guy with the mohawk. Yeah. They were, he was in makeup. They're two guitar. It was funny though, cause after, after the show, yeah. it's like we were, we were hanging out outside and, uh, they had their big Winnebago or whatever they had out there. And freaking yeah. Zero was like doing a 50 point turn to try to get out of there. And the bassist, he's some kind of a no, oh, yeah, no, I remember that he now. was getting pissed off. Because, yeah. We played that show. Yeah, you guys did. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah that's Absolutely. right. Time Monster Die opened that show because I remember No, that. no, you guys didn't. No. Yeah, we did because Zero had our You're gear. You're right. You know what? And I'm the thinking. bass player for Lizzie Borden was going, you're going to hit the fucking... You're right. Yeah, You're right. It, because I was thinking the time we went and saw Death Angel, who I didn't know that's who opened right. up. Because Death Angel and Lizzie Borden were pretty close to the time that... Yeah. But no, you're right. You guys did play. I remember hauling in all that gear yeah. and then hauling it back out and there's Zero doing his 50 Hey, I'm turn. just remembering too. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. And yeah, he, he had all the gear going. Uh, he was, he was uh, getting uh, a little bit pissed, but he's like this like really baby face guy. I'm thinking that's his son. No. Oh, maybe. No, I don't think so because this guy, this guy, I can't, I have his name here. It's, uh, Oh, I wrote it down. I have a hard time. Johnny McSlankin. No, it was like Sneegan Snagadagadaga. Oh, Martin Anderson. Um, but he was, he was getting all pissed off because he was doing that 500 point turn. Yeah. But he was just such a baby face looking guy that, you know, we, yeah. it's like hard to, we, I was just laughing at him. But the thing is, he played with George Lynch on, uh, oh, no the shit. Lynch mob. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's like, you know, the Wicked Sensation album and, and, and all that stuff. So, well, what the hell happened to him then? <laughs> Why are you playing Club Vegas with Lizzie Borden? I, I don't know. I don't know. Idiot. All I'm saying is, is that was that was a fun night, man. And they and they really went out of their way to, you know, you're right, too, because that's when I took the picture of me grabbing Zero's balls. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, it's all starting to come back to me now. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they, they made sure we were having a good time. And you know what? I appreciate that, man. And this album... It's awesome. Yeah. It I is. love this album. There's not one song I don't like on this album. There's a couple that are like, nah, you know, like, like, uh, there's, I, I have my favorites as Me Against the World, Shock, Treat, you know, Shock, Outcast. There was a, um, Visualize I Love. It's, it's kind of a slower type deal. Eyes of a Stranger. Maybe it's not as good as Queen's Reich song of the same name, but Lord of the Flies, Voyeur, man. That's the one that comes. Voyeur. Yeah, I love that tune, yeah. I, I, you hit all my shame, baby. So there you, you go. I love I love this album. I had a great time. It it it. I'm gonna admit also, it didn't hurt that I had such a great time at their concert, and they were so cool to us after yeah. the after the show, man. That's were, what you do. You get cool when you don't get the starlight and go. Right. Hey, fuck you. I don't have to talk to you, asshole. He was totally cool. You I'm know, like, when you're down to I, earth, you're like, man. Thank you for coming to our show. I gave him the hi. Let's let's grab and then yeah. do the half a hug. Did you, I did no, that with Lizzie Borden. No lifting hugs. No lifting. Uh, uh, well, I figured I figured they had some security there too. Next I time I figured Lizzie the lifting hug. I figured the he's kind of a little guy too. Yeah. So I could have picked him hug. up, thrown him over my shoulder, and like took him home and you know loved him forever. Right. Lovely enough. This album is on Spotify, so you can listen oh, to the so album good. we're talking about. So good. And the only other album is A Deal with the Devil. Which bums me out because Spotify. I got to get into these guys, man. None of and they have a brand stuff. new album. What, Not, what was a, what's a, what's a single off the brand new? What's the song? Was that the, is that the one on Spotify? No, it's not on Spotify. What's that, what's that single they have off their brand new album? I, do I not can't remember, but it, 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 actually the video reminds me a lot of the Crimson Ghosts, yeah. uh, video. It's a good video. Unleashed. Yeah. We'll have to hunt that down. Yeah. Or something. Well, we will. Maybe we'll have I to don't even understand do this how Spotify secret. works when you've got no, I mean, visualize on there and you've got a deal with the devil, which right. was the album before appointment right. for death, which came out in 2007. Right. But my favorite tunes, mm -hmm. me against the world. Oh, I love that tune. Um, Outcast. <laughs> I'm an outcast. Oh, yeah. Free uh, at last. It's like, see ya, so good, asshole. <laughs> um, shock or shock treatment. Oh, shock treatment. I love oh, it. Yeah. Dude, he just, he's singing his, he's singing his hymnals. I love him. To us going, you know what? I am an outcast. I, he, he asshole. Really, well, the thing is. And is, I need shock treatments. <laughs> asshole. Maybe I'll be normal after the shock treatment, okay? Voyeur, visualize. Dude, I, I love this album. It love is a it. high buy. High buy for me too, man. And I'll tell you what, I, this is another one that I am going to go out. And since it's not on Spotify, I've actually gone out and bought every other one of their albums. I bought it. I did not download illegally from okay. Amazon.com. I bought them all. Here's a little okay. treat okay. that I want to, uh, and you let me know. Okay. Maybe on the next podcast, okay. you let me know. Okay. Cause on my cassette tape that I bought back in the day, visual lies. Mm -hmm. Okay, the album cover is him all tinted with uh, silver oh, really? coming out of a TV. Yes, absolutely. And on the inside of the cassette tape, it said, 
We want you to look into his red eyeball for 30 seconds and then look at a white piece of paper. Uh And then you blank. And then you see the album cover. And he's like, huh? (laughs) Visualize. See how? So try that at home. All right. Maybe film it. Put it on the group. (laughs) But yeah, that was on the set. All right. We'll do it. Dude, I have got a game for you. So my question to you are, all right. is, are, are, is, uh-huh. are you ready to play the game? I'm ready, dude. Let's do this thing. All right. Bands from the city of Angels. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Angeles. I've got six of these. Are you prepared for this? I think so. Let's okay. do it. Now, let me lay down the ground rules to this, for Christ's sake. Okay. Because you... Because I always, I'm always a little premature. Right? You, yeah, you ejaculate all over my question while I'm saying it. <laughs> okay. Now, what I will say to anyone listening to this is scream mm-hmm. it out. And I prefer mm-hmm. that if you have your earbuds in or your, mm-hmm. your headphones on sure. or whatever, and, uh-huh. and you go into a public place, scream it out. Scream out the, I know the answer. Nobody will think you're it. weird at all. Nobody will like scream look at it. you with those dirty so looks. It's like, and Vogue! Dude. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. All right, let's do it. Or scorpions or whatever it is. Scream it out. Scorpions were but from not LA, you. so I'm good. Okay, I won't you do keep it. Keep your mouth shut. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's going right, to be hard. It's going to be Number hard. one, this American hard rock band released several albums throughout the 80s. Okay. But was best well known for their radio anthem that became the mantra for all Rock radio stations. Oh shit. Let's do it. What is it? I'm, so I'm that's ready. it. That was the question. So who was the band? Listen again. Okay. This American hard rock band released several albums throughout the eighties, but was best well known for their radio anthem. Are you talking about that became the mantra for all Rock radio stations. Are you talking about autographs? Turn up the radio. Turn up the radio. I have music. Yes. Action, dude. Awesome. You are not. <laughs> that is fucking impressive. Nice, dude. I'm All right. stoked. All right. All right I'm stoked. Number two. 1980s. This band gained notoriety. For their shock rock themed image. Okay. Lyrics and live show spawned from the same era that gave us Motley Crue, okay. Rat, and Quiet Riot. They have sold over 12 million records. Wow. Who is this artist? Wasp. Turn up the radio. Yes. Hit it. Yeah. Ding, yes. ding, ding, ding. Awesome. Ding, These are ding. harder, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, dude. I'm not softballing you. No, you're not. All right, let's. I'm sick of this. How many shit. we got? How many more do I got? Okay, so you're two for two. Okay, and I've got six. Oh shit! Okay, All let's right. go. This band is an American hardcore punk band. Ooh, okay. This might formed be in 1981, the singer and only permanent member of this band is the godfather of crossover thrash. One of their most notable songs, he asks for a Pepsi, but mom oh, won't duh. give it to him. Oh my gosh, this is, oh, I should know that it's uh, Suicidal Tendencies, baby. Ding, 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 Turn ding, ding. Turn up! All right, sorry. All Ladies right, and right. gentlemen, I am not softballing because I did not <laughs> think you'd get that. All right, all right, I let's swear. do it, let's do it. All right, 
So you're three for three. Number four. Now, please, everyone, if you're listening, you know. Yell it out, if baby. If you're listening to this right now uh-huh. and you're at a 7-Eleven and you're buying a, <laughs> you know, a case of beer and sure. a loaf of bread, scream out, suicidal tendencies. <laughs> you know, they'll love that. Right. Number four. Here we go. This glam metal band started out as Rock's Regime. They founded in 1983 and would soon change their name to reflect their different message. They sold millions of albums before breaking up in 1999. And, and I'm going to cut it off right there. Okay. Cause I had a hit, but I'm going to hey, cut give, it off. Give me the hicks. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, now it's going to be apparent. Okay. okay. So I'm going to read it again. Okay. And I'll throw in okay. the hit. Okay. This glam metal band started out as Rock's Regime. Rock's they Regime. founded okay. in 1983 and would soon change their name to reflect their different message. They sold millions of albums before breaking up in 1992. Sorry. Okay. And God, I hope you get this one. <laughs> Striper? Ding, 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 da, da, da. Oh, yeah. All right, no. Honestly, <laughs> I love Striper, dude. Listen, listen, the 99 thing, I admit, threw me off because that's, I mean, that's that's not yeah. that long. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 yeah, years I, ago, I, but. It's my writing. Though. All right, that's cool, dude. That's but, cool, dude. But, dude, you wouldn't have got that if I wouldn't have thrown it. And God. Well, because yeah, you saw you're my eyebrows right. go. You're right. Yeah, you're probably right. right. You're probably right. All right, so you're four for four. More or less. Six. Okay. All right. In let's all, do it. Let's do it. Let's here we do go. It. Okay. This band, this band's name was taken from an. I gotta stop you right all there. Right. I have to admit something, dude. Okay. Um, I had a buddy growing up whose uncle was in Striper, so that was kind who of who was he? I can't remember his name. He was a redheaded little bitch, but he was my friend. Oh, dude. <laughs> all I, I love Striper. All I'm saying is, all you had to say he was God. Been... All you had to say was God, and it's like, oh shit, yeah, there you go. LA. He wouldn't have been. He would. Little redheaded bitch. Yeah. Or what'd you call him? His name. I, I remember bitch. his name now. His name is. His first name was Kenny. His last name started with an O. Oh. Like seriously, I had a friend named Kenny whose uncle was in Wasp. No, right, you said cool. Striper. Oh, sorry, Striper. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Let's go. That's uh, that's Striper. That's like ultimate two. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, that's I know. like I know. the yin and the yang of rock and roll. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. This band, this band's name was taken. From an Aldous Huxley book in reference to a William Blake quote, if the blank of perception was cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is infinite. Oh, my gosh. Let's hear that one more time. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. This band... This band's, sorry, I can't, I, it's my writing, man. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm like go, a fucking go. retard over here. <laughs> okay. This band's name was taken from an Aldous Huxley book sure. in reference to Brave New World. Okay. a William Blake quote. If the blank of perception was cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is infinite. Man, I'll tell you what. I need to call a friend, or I need a fifty-fifty this shit because I don't know. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know about what this can one. I say. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you three word. Okay. Uh, guess. Okay. The blue bus. The blue bus. I mean, that doesn't even help me. 
Okay, I'll give it to you this way. All right. The blue bus. I, 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 do not, I am not familiar with it. I'm not familiar with this band, dude. Who is it? Uh, oh, okay. What other hint could I give you? Okay. <laughs> you, you, so I, I got it wrong. We're, we're cool. We're cool. Uh, I got it wrong. Okay. We don't, I didn't get it. That was the doors. Oh, oh, if man. If the doors of perception oh. was cleansed. Everything would appear to man as it is. Man, I, my brain was stuck in the 80s. Okay, okay, we're cool. Right. Yeah. Fuck me all night, mama. All right, number six. So you got, so you're four and one. Yep, 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 yep. It's not too bad. Okay. So you're winning already. Sure. It doesn't matter. I, I'm going to win. Okay, here's the last one. Okay. I don't know if you're going to get this one. Well, let's hear it. This band started as a performance art band in 1972, known for their influence on other bands, their soundtracks, contributions, and their Halloween performances. Ska and punk influenced, the singer has went on to do music for major motion picture. Ongo Boingo. Johnny Krug would be very disappointed of me if I didn't get that one. Make me feel so. I love little girls. Little girls, they make me feel so. Yes, absolutely. I didn't, you know, I didn't know he was from LA. How about that? Okay. I don't know why I assumed he wasn't. I love. Little, little girl. girl <laughs> Johnny Krug would be disappointed as shit in me. I'm glad I so, got that one. Dude. I'm glad I got that one. Okay. Five for six, I guess. Five out of six. All right. Let's do it. You know your shit. I dude. guess that's I it. do. That's, I guess that's I do. the end of the game. <laughs> that's the end of the gun. I love the game, by the way. I love dude. the game. I, I need to free my mind, be colorblind a little bit more, because I was thinking, uh, my whole mindset was in the, I don't know if I, I, I really got the doors at all there, anyway. There but. was, you know, you got Dave Mustaine, Megadeth. Yeah. In L.A. Sure. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to throw you those softballs. Well, isn't he? Yeah, he, he started in Phoenix. Well, he he was a Phoenix guy. He was the San well, Francisco, L.A. His shit the- came down. Sure, I hear you. Same with Slayer. I hear it you. It all came down in L.A. I hear you, baby. I do. That's awesome. And you know what the uh, uh, missing person said about what? L.A.? What? Well, I'm not going to even tell you. If you know Why not? I don't know. Nobody walks. Nobody rides for free. Nobody walks in a life. <laughs> okay. All right. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's, cool. that's all, that's all I got. There you go. All right. So, so love. let's do this then. Awesome game. I hope everybody screamed out the names. I hope people got the doors before I got the doors. In fact, I hope everybody got everything before I got it. I don't think anyone got that. No. Okay. I made that subliminally subliminal. Well, they're, they're going to go, they're going to have a dream about it tonight, man. They're, they're going to have a dream. They're going to learn it. And if they don't write it down in the middle of the night, they're going to forget in the morning. That's yeah. how we like it, baby. Awesome. So let's go ahead and play a, uh, trailer for Frank Kennelotter's masterpiece, Frankenhooker. And we'll be yes. right back to talk about it. In 1931, the world was horrified by the motion picture of Frankenstein. In 1935, horror turned to terror with the bride of Frankenstein. In 1990, the makers of Basket Case and Brain Damage bring you... Want a date? Frankenhooker. Jeffrey Franken has a plan. I just want to bring him back. He has the ingenuity. I need female body parts. He has everything he needs, except the raw materials. 
We're back. We're going to be talking about Frankenhooker from 1990. Uh, this movie on IMDb only has a 5.8, which I think, by the way, is a crime. It's low. Okay. Right? It's a crime. It's totally low, dude. Yeah. Frank Kenenlotter, like I said, one of the greatest American uh, exploitation slash horror movie directors of all time. Okay. Let, let's go ahead and list off some of his movies. Okay. Okay. Basket Case, one through three. Okay. Yeah. Brain damage, which we did on the Cadaver yes, Lab. We yeah. love the brain damage. Um, and we also have another one of his uh, movies coming up they are going to be talking about called Bad Biology. Okay. And that's coming up on the show. I haven't seen that all the way through yet, so I'm stoked to do it on the show. Um, however, this movie was written by Frank Kenenlotter and Rob, uh, sorry, Robert Martin, who Robert Martin was actually the original editor of Fangoria magazine from like 1979 to 1986. The good years. Oh, the, yeah. Well, in there, it's getting better now. It's getting oh, better. Okay. It, it had a lot of rough times with the Twilight covers and all that stuff like that. It, it's gone through its rough times. All right. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it is Fangoria. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, let's see. This starred James Lorenz as Jeffrey Franken. Um, Joanne Ritchie as Mrs. Shelley. And Patty Mullen as Elizabeth Shelley. Those are basically the three main, uh, the main actors of this movie. There, I mean, there was a shit ton of other people in this. Um, I mean, we got, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? We had another, the big muscly guy who played Zorro. He was in brain damage. Yeah, you know? he's like a young, uh, uh, Daryl Hall, John Oates. Joe, yeah, he yeah. looked like a Except muscular for buff John as shit. Oates. Yeah. His name was, uh, Joseph Gonzalez. Oh, uh, oddly nice. enough. And in, uh, the, his claim to fame is it in brain damage. Whoa, he was in prison and he was taking a shower and this guy soaped up like Ugh. a ton. Oh, God. Like this guy's, if you guys want to see like his how claim a dude, to fame is being his well, ass with me, <laughs> with me, we watch brain damage and this guy soaps up his shit forever it's one of the most bizarre scenes ever in my opinion he soaps it up you see his ass i think i can't remember but you see his ass anyway why don't we do this why don't we cut out yes. talking about the ass soaping and stuff like that and go hey, ahead and talk about that's the all plot. on you okay sorry guys um i want to go ahead and give a disclaimer before i give out the plot um as i describe this i remember uh, i just want you guys to remember that this is hen and water so there's no possible way that my words are going to adequately give you the ins and outs of this genius. Because he is a genius, people. He is a certified genius. He's a weird scientist I really the don't know. movie world. I don't know if he's a certified genius, but he's an artistic genius. Yeah. Why don't we just say that? All right, so we got our main character. His name Jeffrey Franken. He's played by James Lorenz. Uh, sorry, James Loritz. Um, he looks like a normal enough, uh, late 80s, early 90s dude. 
Um, the thing is, is in this movie, he plays a bioelectrotechnician, which means that he basically works with electricity and human body parts to create little, what do you, what do you say, thingers? I think yeah. Thingers is a good Thingers is pretty good. I mean, we the movie opens up and he's working on a brain that has like an eyeball embedded in the front. I know. He's, he's working like, on Come that. on, everybody. Hey, come on, you guy. And it's come funny on. because here he is like talking to his brain with a with an eyeball in the front and he's really want and for somehow cuz his cuz he's a genius, he got the video to 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 basically show what this brain with an eye is seeing. Yeah. And whatnot? Well, it turns out, guess where he's doing that? He's doing that at a family barbecue. I know, dude. you got to love the, that family. On the Because they're like, hey, I need the bottles of Pepsi. I, I need the, I need the, would you please pass me the ketchup? Because it, it's, it's on the other side of your whole electrical equipment and that, and the, your brain with an eyeball sitting he's there. He's obviously taking over everything that's going on <laughs> at his house and at the girlfriend's house. With his fiance. Shall we say fiance? Sure. I, I, all I'm saying is he is engaged to be married to a young lady named, what was her name? Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Shelley. Shelley, yep. Played by Patty Mullen in one of her greatest roles of all time. Oh, yeah. Anyhow, um, like I said, he's working on this thing. He's at this barbecue. It, apparently, it's a barbecue for his fiance's dad, uh, dad's birthday. And, uh, you know, like we said, Patty Mullen's playing a semi-chunky, everyday, late 80s girl. And they're all out back having a great party family time. And uh, James basically wants to impress his father-in-law, I assume, because he yeah. puts together a pretty solid uh, gift for him. It was... Uh, uh, but he likes to lay back, too, because when she when she goes, Dad, you know... Look out. Okay. Cover your eyes. Right. It's this big snowblower thing. Well, it's a lawnmower. It's a remote controlled lawnmower. Yeah. But he's like, I love that shot of Jeffrey Franken where he's like, Oh, this hey, is your It's not day. about me. It's your it's day. It's not about me. It's about your dad. Listen, that, that is the sign of a true genius because he loves to do this shit for the sake of doing this shit, for the sake of scientific and yes. advancement. Hey, man. There you go. And you know what? He doesn't need any credit. Right, he just wants to give this thing to his father-in-law to make his father-in-law's day happier. It's not about me today. No, it's not. It's about the father-in-law. It's not about me today. <laughs> and by the way, he's got the greatest Jersey accent. I, yeah. You know, I don't even know if it's Jersey, but I did see like flashes of Vaughn. You know, yeah, as he was talking. Totally, and dude. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. Shut up. Hey. It's, it's so. Like... It's so great, dude. Anyway, unfortunately, there's a big bad accident with this remote control lawnmower, and it takes out Elizabeth. In fact, it it, it, it you know I'm gonna go ahead and, and um, uh, quote the uh, the news lady who was doing a news story on this. Nice. It tossed him a salad, a salad that was once named Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hold on, <laughs> I've okay. got the first part of that. Uh, says, oh God, dude, that was so good. Uh, her personality rained down in the form of blood, bones, and body parts. Yes. And then, of course, you had it that was tossed up a salad. A salad that was once named Elizabeth. Uh, anyway, um, the whole, it's funny because we get a couple of scenes where Jeffrey's totally depressed and, and, uh, you know, as the, this news thing is going on, it's like, wow, oh, well, they can't find a, you know, a bunch of Elizabeth oh, parts shit. and stuff like that. But Jeff, like I said, Jeffrey's understandably super depressed. He starts yeah. questioning his own sanity and his, and his ability to make decisions with any moral compass. Right. Great line in this movie. 
because yes. um, he, he's very analytical Jimmy, about baby. this whole thing. He says he describes himself as antisocial, disassociating himself from reality, dangerously amoral. Yeah, amoral. And he can't tell right from wrong. A black plague is pulling me down. <laughs> yes. Into he's ba- an abyss. His, ba- his mom's, he's basically telling this to his mom after this has all happened. His mom's like, that's nice, honey. Can I get you an egg salad sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> I got some Do egg salad. Sandwich? Which was unbelievable. Well, um, like I said, there's some missing body parts from Elizabeth, but we find out that the missing body parts have gone to Jeffrey. Uh, he's, he's taking him, he's, he's taking him basically back to his lab and he's working on a way to put her back together using his expertise in, like I said, bioelectrical, uh, technology. Uh, basically he's converted his garage into like a Frank, Dr. Frankenstein's lab. Uh, he seems to know what he's doing by his notes and his work and stuff. You know, there's a couple of scenes like the opening credit scenes where you see this whole like anatomically correct, uh, you know, sketch and he's like, Putting electrical uh, type. He's going, uh, get rid of that mole. Oh, for uh, sure. Get rid of that mole. Get and, rid and, of that, uh, and, th- and this is all part that. of Frank Henlotter's genius because it's like all these weird, nor- and not normal, but all these scenes are enhanced by, by, uh, well, by Jeffrey just kind of talking to himself and working yeah. stuff out in his head. And it, oh my gosh, it is so. It's just quirky. Dude, and that funny. took a lot of time just to do that. Absolutely, sketch. dude. Oh, it yeah. had tits and muscles and everything. He's <laughs> like, oh, get rid of these varicose veins. That's going to be disgusting. Absolutely. This is all in the credits. Where oh, it's yeah. like, get rid of these varicose veins. And oh, God, that she had that mole right there. So he's got a plan. <laughs> I, he knows what he's doing, dude. He's got his thunking cap. And, and the thing is, is, I mean, his mom's like, hey, why didn't you go to medical school? It's like, it bores me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just like, I mean, basically, this, this, this whole movie, I mean, just to just to kind of give you a hint of what it is, it's uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, yeah, with hen and water thrown in, so it's crazy as shit, yeah. All right, okay, so basically, he's gonna go ahead and try to bring her back using, you know, using the the techniques that he've learned. He he, like I said, he turns his garage into a lab. He keeps Elizabeth's head drowned in some special purple liquid. In a freezer in his garage. And by the way, garage, it's funny because we get to see like the outside of the garage. It's like this one car garage, but you go inside the lab and it's huge. Yeah. It's like, it's like a whole With giant the opening roof and it's just like a big jar of radioactive. In oh, the yeah. Back. It's like, oh, he's got every. Oh, dude. Oh, oh absolutely. And the I thing is. Pipe into the, uh, I got to <laughs> pipe into the, uh, Voltage line, I need 16,000. And you gotta give it to this movie because it's, because it's like, it was a pretty low budget movie, but all the crap that they had. And basically I found out, I mean, cause there, there was a lot of extras on the DVD and whatnot. I found out that they were giving away a lot of this electrical looking stuff. I don't, I can't remember who was, but they picked it up and they said, can we have this? Oh, just cart it away. So they took it on, built this whole set and they're just, oh dude, it was so amazing. That's impressive in itself, dude. Really? I mean, the look of that. It was look. It, it looked cheap, like a mad scientist yeah. place, man. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Anyway, um, okay. So basically, the problem Jeffrey runs into is that he doesn't have enough body parts to put Elizabeth back together right. because you know of the whole salad incident earlier and whatever. It was he thinks about he thinks about how we, we're going to get some body parts, um, and he comes up with an idea. He figures hookers are the answer. He goes, you know, he's like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this head on a hooker. Okay. And then sounds reasonable to what, me. I mean, listen, hookers, um, they don't have if a, you're so- living at your mom's house. <laughs> Absolutely. And your girlfriend has just been 
chopped up by dad's gift as yes. a lawnmower. <laughs> yes. You know, it, that sounds totally reasonable. Well, I mean, who's going to miss a hooker, right? Really? True. Uh, uh, there True you go. That. Besides uh, Zorro, but we'll get into Zorro later. Anyway, so he's putting this whole thing together. He, d- he decides that what he's going to go do is troll New York City. He lives in New Jersey, but he's going to go cross a bridge, and he's going to go trolling through the seediest parts of New York, and he's going to, uh, you know, pick out some girls and whatever, and, you know, pick one and then put uh, Elizabeth's head on it. And it's funny because at this part of the movie, uh, I did listen to the – I watched this a couple times this week. I watched it once normally, and I watched once with the uh, commentary from Frank Henenlotter. Oh, yeah. And he was saying that, the, that most of the girls on there were real hookers. I totally believe that. He was going, and it's funny because they would take a couple of passes. By the second pass, they were like hiding out and stuff like that because they thought it was like some kind of dateline. Yeah, you know, I ooh, totally believe that because some of them were freaking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> ugly. Uh, dude, absolutely. But there were a couple of gems in there. Dude, well, the, the gems were actually probably the actresses. Yeah, and what I agree with that. <laughs> I think I know who you're thinking of, too. Oh, <sighs> The one on the bed that was kissing the other one yes. as an actress. And then boom. Anyway. The well, big pig that had her red hair. Ugh. By the way, the red hair, the red-headed pig was actually kind of a a, a cult uh, movie hero. And I can't remember her name, but she had a whole doc, a whole like interview on the DVD. Oh, and it was, was it was pretty... Well, Get her out of movies. movies. Absolutely. Failure. <laughs> anyway, so as he's trolling some hookers, he, he ends up at a bar called Huevos, Grandest Bar and Grill. Scungiest, scungiest bar I've ever seen. It even yeah. maybe outscunges Burt's. Maybe. Only because there's a granny strip in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's the only thing that out grunges and stinks out Burt's. Is there's there. like a 60 year old lady, totally <laughs> half naked, I guess she was wearing oh, my panties, gosh. but. Disgusting. Oh, but it was awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, basically goes there to do some research. He learns that the way to a hooker's heart is crack. Of course. Okay. Uh, he sets up an appointment where, you know, he, he ends up t- finding a hooker and the hooker hooks him up with, uh, Zorro, the, the muscly pimp who soaps himself greatly in uh, brain damage. And, you know, I mean, they had, there's all sorts of scenes of how dirty this place is and, you know, how, like, just raunchy it all, it all is. Anyways, uh, he basically sets up an appointment for the next day or the next whatever, the week or whatever, um, with a load of hookers to test out the body parts before buying. Um, when he goes back, uh, or before he goes back, he goes he goes home and he's like, listen, I learned something great. Crack is the way to a hooker's heart. So you know what I'm going to do? Of course. I'm going to go ahead and make some super crack. The yeah. problem with this super crack is, and he's a, he's, he's a great chemist. I mean, this guy's like breaking bad great, apparently, because he, he whips Almost up. Almost breaking he, bad good. He whips up some super crack, man, that is just the shit. Problem is, when he, give it, when he gives it to his guinea pig that he's testing it on, the guinea pig blows up. Yeah. Okay. But he's like, ah, it's a guinea pig. What explodes? <laughs> so great, dude. Any parts. So he goes. He goes back, and he's like, okay. So he's at this ho- motel or this hotel room, the seediest hotel that I probably will ever see in my life, uh, in a movie. Um, he gets a hotel. He, he basically the next scene is the hotel hooker party scene. One yeah. of the greatest scenes in cinematic history. Yeah. 
Okay, he has seven or eight hookers in one room. He's measuring their body parts. He's it's like, like oh, he, yeah, he's got the I magnifying oh, glass. Gosh, good likes. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I like that. My oh. favorite part's when he's got the magnifying glass going over one of the chick's tits, and then he pokes the nipple, and he's like, ooh, that's some good buoyancy. Yeah. <laughs> well... After a while, the hookers are getting a little bit antsy. They're like, listen, Zorro said that you have 30 minutes to choose a girl, and then after that 30 minutes, you know, we need to get back to work because they're hardworking ladies. Um, but bottom line is is, is uh, the girls are starting, listen, hey, do you have cash? What's going on? They, and Jeffrey's like, he's getting pissed off because he has a greater uh, – his intentions are greater than just hookers and just crack and just money. Yeah. It's scientific. It's science, man. He wants it's to science. bring his baby back. Absolutely. So basically he's. You want your baby back, baby, 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 Bottom line is, is when these girls start getting antsy, he gets discouraged. And he's like, fine, I got money. Look in my bag. So the, the one, the main hooker grabs the bag, grabs mm-hmm. some money in it. She's like, ooh, look at all this money. Wait a second. Oh. Here's the super crack. And one of the greatest the scenes super crack. in all of cinematic history happens. They all start smoking the, the that super crack. chick, when she sees that super crack. She is stoked. She freaked out. I'm even. It's gonna, like she just I, won the lottery. I'm going to say uh-huh. even over the top where the director was like, that was so <laughs> freaking. I mean, you were fucking out of your mind with that because when she grabs that bag of super crack she's like ah this motherfucker the party doesn't stop here we're gonna fucking party all night she freaked out like you like like two puppies were roasting on a fire what and 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 all of a sudden they're all putting their hands up to it they just want to touch it it's so exciting to them you know they all start smoking the super crack and then the party begins man people start the good the hookers start smoking the the uh the super crack they turn on the devil music it was just music but james or jeffrey called it devil music oh no not the devil music Oh my God! You're putting on the devil music. It's like totally eighties with their titties flapping around. We got a handful of hookers. Well, the problem is nasty titties, nasty nipples, nasty eighties. Why do you put a check mark on a big flab ass like that? Oh, dude, it's so great. That hooker probably tattooed that on her ass. (laughs) Uh, Have you seen this movie? Yeah, I've done. That's the check mark. Here's the check mark. This is great. A beef, baby. Right there, I hear it. Well, the problem is, is the hookers start to blow up. <laughs> um, the fire, it's like fireworks are going off, and and uh, like manic. It's funny because they kind of talked about this because Frank Henenlotter realized that if this was really bloody and gory, they were going to get an X rating. So right. it was pretty. They on purpose. They kind of made these these uh, mannequin type things blow but up. It was so fun. I will it. say this though. That is pretty impressive. Oh, dude, when absolutely. You, with what they had to deal with, <laughs> that was pretty impressive. I'm way, with you, man. Because, you know, anybody else would have said, all right, give give us one good scene right. of a hooker exploding. Absolutely. And then just then you can get the gist of it. You know, he'll run around the room and shit will explode and right. you won't see it. Right. But over and over <laughs> and over again, you kept seeing hookers exploding you know it's like fireworks going off in a mannequin and of course at this point jeffrey's freaking out because he's like oh you know he's got a conscience i mean this he's not like an evil guy he just wants to bring his love back but the price so he starts freaking out all these girls are blowing up 
But what are you going to do at that point? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to start gathering up all the usable body parts and throw it in the back of your car and take yep. it back. In three juicy, big, uh, hefty bags full. <laughs> Absolutely. Throw them over the side. You know, it's good, though. Maybe, I mean, I mean, we, during that scene, we got a POV shot of a, le- of a severed leg flying across the room. Stiletto heel forward. Um, we get uh, Zorro comes up and breaks down the door, and one chick's fa- head blows off and knocks Zorro out because yeah. it hits him as he comes in and whatnot. The thing is, is even though Jeffrey threw it in those big three hefty bags, he took it back to the lab and he organized everything. Okay, because sure. I mean, you had cans of legs, you had <clears throat> you know piles of arms, and you had like plates of tits. He had that bit, yeah, the big <laughs> plate of tits, yeah, which was so great, dude. And you know, he's got this big. Uh, uh, ref- refrigerator, or yeah, freezer, the freezer, like one of them old school, I don't know, seventies freezers sure. down in the basement, uh-huh. full of purple water, and he yep. just dumps everything in there. Blop, blop, blop. Oh, you know, and the thing is, is it's funny because Jeffrey the whole time, and he keeps mentioning this. Listen, I'm, I'm going to put Elizabeth back together, but then I'm going to put all you ladies back together because I didn't mean to blow all you up and kill you. Yeah, you know, don't smoke the super crack. It's on <laughs> you, but I'll put you back together. You know, and you know, so he's a, he's a really great guy anyway. So he puts Elizabeth back together, you know, I mean, in a very, um, in a very Frankensteinian way. I mean, he raises her to the sky on a, on like a little platform and during a storm he gets hit by lightning and she and basically she lives you know she comes down the problem is is she comes down she you know she has that uh the the tablecloth over her or whatever that is she comes she's standing up by the way yeah she's standing up he's got the cloth over she's laying down (laughs) but now she's standing up when the table comes down (laughs) one thing happens though that he never imagined would happen Bottom line is, is that Elizabeth now, because of all the meshing of all these parts and it's become part of her, all she can do is really regurgitate what the what the prostitutes are saying. Like, want to party? Do you have any money? Blah 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 blah. You know. And she, hey, this is Jeffrey. You got thirty minutes. Yeah. And then Zara wants us downstairs, so you better pack. And but the the thing is, she comes down. She says, "Hey, do you have any money?" She says, "No, I don't have any money. It's me, Jeffrey." She's having none of that because she's now Frank and Hooker. She knocks his ass out. And this is Patty Mullen, by the way. One of the greatest performances. It was so funny, man. Her whole, she walked like Frankenstein, like really quirky and stuff. And she would get, she would like feel these little zaps come through. She had the Frankensteiny shoes. Oh, Oh, yeah, dude. She, her face, like her, like she would do like a crazy looking facial expressions, things like that. It was, it was just so funny. Anyhow, she's back, um, but she basically, after she knocks Jeffrey out, she heads to the street of New York City. The problem is that there's still too much electricity locked up in her body, so she when she gets intimate with guys, because she's picking up all sorts of dude, and, you know, and she picks up some guys. Uh, the problem is when she, you know, when they start kissing or whatever, she basically transfers the electricity to them, and they start blowing up, which brought some other great uh, blowing up scenes. Anyway. Um, hilarity ensues, and basically this whole movie is just bad shit. And I don't want to give too much away because the the end of the movie is just like, what the shit just happened, you know? Yeah. And it's like, wow. 
There's this one spot where this old guy looks like Danny DeVito with glasses. Oh, I love him, dude. He stoked his shit to see purple nippled. uh, He sees sees her out there. He's like, yes, yes. Oh, Oh, my God, yes. yes." It's like he hit the lottery again. Super cracking Frankenhook. And, and, yeah, dude, purple nipples. Hot. That was hot. And I'm not talking about, like, weird purple nipples. I'm talking about colored purple nipples. Absolutely. Pretty. Purple nipples. Do you know she was a penthouse pet? What's her name? Patty. No, uh, I didn't. Yeah, know she. That. Well, I forgot her name. But she was a. Yeah, let me see. Patty penthouse Mullen. Penthouse pet. Patty Mullen was a penthouse pet. She was. 80, she was pet of the year a couple years before this, actually. Eighty-five. Something like that. I would like to see more of her. Well, here's the thing, and you're right because she doesn't even show up till last thirty-five minutes or something like that. I mean, I mean in the beginning of the movie, she's wearing a fat suit. She is. She is. She's a- wearing. You know, eating pretzels. Oh, right. what? Oh, he gave me a stomach staple. Right. And it didn't so, work out. I'm still, you know, yeah. I don't know. I but still, like, I still I was thought going, she was Oh, attractive. I know. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I know you're hot. Oh, you know, and, and the thing is, is like I said, I mean, we talked about the, the, the storyline, the high level storyline, but the, the, the beauty in this movie is, is all the little quirky lines, all the, the reactions, all oh, just the little hidden lotterisms can, is that a word? I don't know if it's a word, but it is now, but there was all sorts of just weird shit yeah. going on throughout this whole movie. And it was just beautiful, man. And there was, you know, I mean, I, I, I will not give away the delicious parts of the very ending because sure. it is very delicious. And it's weird as shit. I didn't see it coming. And I've seen titty monsters <laughs> and everything. T- titty monsters, upside down titties with. Ma- okay. We're not even going to talk about the very, very ending. Right. But I want to say, I got a what the shit for you. Okay. That Kane Roberts looking. <laughs> thing at the bar <laughs> yes. goes, you go girl yeah, oh yeah Kane Roberts is listen if that was that wasn't him but I support anybody who tries to look like him that looked pretty fuck nasty sure do, well do all agree? this was dirty and gnarly and not pretty man I mean even the I mean there were some hookers that were really pretty hot but there were some that were just gnarly For me, dude the best parts were when he was you know when Jeffrey Franken was alone oh he's yeah. gone oh yeah he talks to himself he, the whole time yeah. When he's mumbling, that was the best so part. Funny. It's like, oh, we're on the street now. Yeah. yeah. He's looking for hook, hookers. Right. Oh, yeah. We're on the street. Oh, oh yeah. They're looking hot now. Yeah. Well, even, even oh, when he went after that street, when he went after, good. uh, Frank and Hooker after she took, taken off to New York and he shows up at New York and starts talking to people like that. He's just being weird and just, I mean, the funniest stuff. I mean, I was laughing. I was lolling. All you were lolling? I was lolling. And in fact, this movie made me laugh so hard that my wife came in. It's like, what is so funny? I'm like, honey, you know Did wanna... she have her hands on her side? It's like, what is so funny in here, Michael? No, the problem is she was probably like, listen, I want to enjoy this. I'm like, you wouldn't enjoy this. You wouldn't like that. <laughs> She's well, got purple nipples, honey. <laughs> that, that's exactly the part where I was coming in because that guy, the little like rat She's guy. She's got purple nipples, honey. He was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest. Oh, dude. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, though, in, in the end of the movie, I mean, uh, there, in uh, we'll, I'll mention one thing. There was one funny part where he, he dumps all the extra unused parts from the hooker into that, uh, freezer with the purple liquid and stuff like right. that. And when, um, 
when the lightning came down to rake up Frankenhooker Elizabeth, it actually came down and shot that. It, it made contact with that. Yes. Freezer. So not only did he raise her. Yes. But he raised everything that was in that tub, that and, freezer. And it's not like there were a bunch of legs and arms walking around. They had fused together to create some great little monster type deals. Totally. And we're so funny. There was one that, um, that Frank called the, tw- the titty twister, which was like a, just a bunch of Tits oh yeah! And, oh, dude, this—that is when the movie turned from a rent to a buy. Oh, really? Okay, all right. Uh, anyway, so basically, like I said, I mean, it's—it's it's hard to describe it. Uh, there was a lot of great special features on this. There was one where Patty Mullen remembers, uh, you know, was was describing Frankenhooker, and it's great because as I was watching that, she, you know, it's just an interview with her. And, you know, she's not one of these people who are like, yeah, I did that when I was young and I was stupid and blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, that was fun as shit. Yeah. And I want to do it again. Frank, you let's do Frank. You embrace what you do. Yes. And, and she, you know, and that made me like, oh, that is cool because it's like, this, I mean, let's be honest. This was a pretty sleazy movie. I mean, this isn't something that you want to go showing your parents. Well, you know, yeah. The, like uh, the ending is like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. What the hell? Well, in the whole movie, the super crack and the blowing up guinea pig and all the, the Booker hotel room party, you know, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, the only thing I can say is that if they ever do a reboot, let me be Jeffrey Franken <laughs> and get better prostitutes for the hotter, party. Hotter, hotter. Listen, there were a couple ones that were pretty hot. They there had were, the, there, they was, had the there the, was one that I went, yeah, she's hot. The all blonde? The, way through. the blonde? No, oh. she was a brunette that was on the bed with the other one. Oh, yeah, okay. Then there was like a dark complected one that had yeah. beautiful titties yeah, and a yeah. horrible face. Well, she had a horrible hair, And then hair the white too. ones were horrible pigs. Well, the red-headed I one? I wouldn't touch any of the white ones. The red-headed one with the tattoo in her crotch and on her thing. She was like, she was Stinky in other kind of like cult horror movies and stuff like that. And she, like horrible. I said, I can't remember her name, but she actually has a little uh, interview. The one was, with the red hair like yes. Miss Piggy? It was, I thought Miss Piggy. Yes, that's her. I saw her, I went, oh, disgusting. And by the I way, I touch her with a 10-foot you, w- you watch the extra on the DVD and it just gets, it's, she's just a bitch. <laughs> so it's oh, like, oh, Sure. Screw her. She looks like she stink thought, and stank. She thought she was pretty hot shit. There was actually one point where she's like, yeah, they wanted me to play Frankenhooker, but the only right. reason they picked Patty Mullen is because she was pe- play ho- or, sorry, Penthouse Pet of the Year. And I'm just an ugly pig. And she's like, but that was okay because, I mean, she got her start and whatever. It's like, you know what? Who are you, yeah, woman? And where are you now? I have no idea where she is now. Ugly, disgusting pigness. Just gr- but the thing is, is that that was just part of it. I'd rather see Jeffrey's mom. <laughs> and she was That's saying something, dude. But the thing is, is I, in my opinion, I, I mean, you're right. I mean, as far as her in a porno, that might be a problem. But for her in the sleazy 80s, just comedic, batshit, crazy movie, she fit perfectly. There's even one like scene where she was like flexing her boobs and there was weird lines and Yeah, that's disgusting. It was too. just weird stuff. I don't want to see that. All, all I'm saying is, okay, this movie was as quirky as any movie that you're ever going to watch. It's a Frank Henenlotter movie, like I said. Sure. The thing is, yeah, you could call this a, a horror movie because it had the Frankenstein vibe going on. There was monsters. There was all the weird stuff going on, but this movie made me laugh my ass off 
basically from start to finish because the, I mean, just all of the weird commentary or lines, the script is, I don't know. I, in fact, I guess that most of that stuff was, you know, ad libbed because it's just, yep. like, who, the shit, who says this kind of stuff? Yeah. You know, it was so bizarre. Listen, I mean, I loved this movie. From, I from love start this to, movie. From start to finish, dude. I mean, it was a group, it seemed like a group of people who are just bizarre as shit coming together, you know, w- under a, a crazy director, um, and just being allowed to be who they are. And they're like, basically, you could put all these people in a, like a mental institution and they would fit in fine, man. Totally. Basically, this, this this is that perfect movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm going, "Look, hot? No, really? I've never seen this movie before." Oh, dude! And as soon as I put it on, I knew I was going to like it. When I didn't even know what was going on, uh-huh. but when that mom came in, going, "Hey, I need to grab the Catch supplies up. for the big birthday party," oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Why does he have all this shit laid out with right. the brain with right. an eyeball?" I was like, I'm going to like this right out of the gate. And listen, this is one of those movies that I just wanted to ingest. Yeah. I watched it. I watched all the extras on the DVD. I watched it again with Frank Kenlar and actually uh, Gabe Bartalos, I think is his name, the special effects guy. He he had his whole own little featurette on the DVD where he was actually doing a uh, um, an interview at the Bunny Ranch there in, in Vegas oh, nice. or in wherever that is. I, it's right outside yeah. of Vegas right, because there's hookers and stuff, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it was so great. I mean, it was just great. Those two guys did the, did the, uh, commentary as well. And they were funny. And I'll tell you what, Frank Hennelotter, man, he's a talker. Dave would like try to start talking about some Hennelotter would be like, Oh, like zzz. me. I, I, I tend to cut you off sometimes. I cut you off. When sometimes. I start talking, you shut up. Oh, no. <laughs> but I can see that. Fair enough. All I'm saying is, is this is, this movie is unlike any other movie that I've ever seen. Uh, because of the performances of these unknown actors and actresses, you know, and it came out, it's almost like lightning struck because, I mean, how do you get all this quirkiness and weirdness in one movie? It's bizarre. It's awesome. And that's what I was thinking too, is how, you know, how do you get that movie to come together and make I, it, it, it they, it's kismet, baby. Listen, if they, because I enjoyed every bit of it and I went, I, the camera angles, the stupid ass dialogue, everything, I enjoyed every bit of if it. If they remake this movie and they don't have that same kind of quirkiness, it's not going to be remotely the same movie, even if it had the same plot line. Because the movie was just about bizarre interactions, bizarre monologues, just bizarre shit. The and a lot of thing. it had to do with Jeffrey Franken. Yes. He's just going... Oh yeah, baby, I gotta work on this and I gotta do this or he's drilling holes or he's. Oh, we didn't even mention that. It's like this kind of, this guy would like look at his brain map and like be, where do I need to stimulate myself? Yeah, okay, gotta, here it is. Oh. Then he stick a, like a drill in the back of his head, stimulate <laughs> that part of his brain. Yeah. And he would like wake up. It's like, oh yes. Yeah. Like a How, light bulb. Where am on. I gonna find hookers at? Oh God. I put a drill in the back of his head and go, oh, yeah, it's all coming to me now. All right. <laughs> it's just so, I mean, it's so bizarre. And, you know, as you're listening to to, to the uh, um, commentary of the movie and whatnot, it's like a couple of the things that were ha- that they were having a hard time writing was, first of all, how, what, how are we going to end this thing? And they end it in a way that's mind-blowingly awesome. 
Number one. Yeah. And, and the other part, they're like, well, how do we get a bunch of hooker parts without Jeffrey going out and just slashing him? Because we want Jeffrey to be kind of a, a guy that we can right. all get behind, you know? You know, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, it's like he went out, he gave him, you know, he even changed his mind. He's like, I don't want all these hookers to take the, the crack. Sure, he was going to take one and bring back his love. I think his plan was to give it to Zorro. Maybe. It wasn't to give it to the hookers. It was to give it to Zorro. No, I, I actually think he was going to give it to the one he chose. I think he was going to choose one and then take her home and oh, slap, slap the I head like on that. her. But bottom line is is they came up with that whole Ow, thing. Wow, bang, boom, boom. The whole room explodes. Jeffrey is still somebody you can get behind, you can root for. And, yeah. and, and you know, it all turns out, uh, I don't know, strange but awesome. Strange but awesome. Sounds I, like you liked it, though. I, I, It's a buy. I give this a bone saw. You're giving it a I'm bone saw. I'm giving it a bone saw. And here's the thing. Okay. The reason it goes from a buy to a bone saw is, like I've said a couple of times, you have a crazy plot line. Okay. You have this weird and wild plot line that only comes from a crazy genius. Okay. Sure. But you add all the quirkiness, all the little this and that that you notice that aren't really heavily, you know, pointed at in the movie, but you just have to catch as you watch it. Sure. You I add all that, that stuff and it's like that bumps it up a notch. I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. I've seen it before, but I haven't seen it in 10, 15 years. I haven't seen this since VHS. Yeah. And so the thing is, after watching this, I can't, I just, I cannot believe that I've neglected it this long. One of the best comedy bits is when he pops in, you know, he opens that book up uh-huh. and it's like that old gun, you know, when you'd see like a gun <laughs> right. inside of a, like a Bible book. or whatever. Yeah. And right. he pulls out a VHS tape and he pops in. It's just the uh, news then, coverage <laughs> of the whole thing that went down at the birthday party. But the thing is, there's tons of those little quirky, weird little scenes that you're just like, what the shit just happened? Yeah. That's amazing. I give this movie a bone saw, man. Frank Henlotter deserves it, man. I give it a buy for sure. I mean, at the very beginning of it, I was kind of going, you know what? God, the first time that that mother walked in, right, and he had the brain in the, I was like, oh, that's a buy, <laughs> that's a buy. But bone saw, I give it a bone saw. I mean, now, I'm going, I, I'm going with a high I buy. I'm going with a buy. Give it a bone saw. But you're pretty right on the money. I, I it's an entertaining movie. movie. Frankenhooker is something that everybody should see. Absolutely, and you will enjoy it. I'm gonna do something that we don't. I love his mumbling. Oh yeah, just his just Jeffrey's going, oh Jeffrey's God, thing like, when oh, he's yeah, by himself. Hit, oh, we're hitting the street. Oh, dude, we're hitting the street now. Oh, forget about those. Oh, uh, it's over so there. great. I'm going to do something that we don't usually do on this podcast, but okay. I'm going to mention the tagline for this movie because it was so great. Okay. Um, let's see, a terrifying tale of sluts and bolts. <laughs> Sounds I don't, I don't reasonable. Know, I don't know. How you describe this movie any other Sluts way. Sluts and bolts. I'm going to also read, a, uh, this is something we usually don't do as well. I'm going to go ahead and read a quote from Frank Henenlotter about uh, when he was asked about uh, being labeled a horror film director. He said that he never felt like I made horror films. I always felt that I made exploitation films. Exploitation films have an attitude more than anything else, an attitude that you don't find with mainstream Hollywood productions. They're a little ruder. A little raunchier. They deal with material people don't usually touch on, whether it's sex or drugs or rock and roll. And I can see that. I'll tell you what. You will see Bad Biology. You should watch Brain Damage, and you should watch Basket Case, at least Basket Case 1 and 2. Love Basket Case. And 
that I can see that, that is so true bad. because it is it horror, it's comedy, it's quirky, it's awesome. Bone saw. There you go. That's all High I got. Buy. That's all I got. I love this movie, and I lolled. Like I said, I lolled over and over and over. But what the fuck does lolled mean? Is that LOL? Laughed out loud, baby. Oh, all right. Because <laughs> I, I never understand that when people say lolled. Yeah, but laughed, that's what laughed it out means. loud. Sorry. Laughed out loud. Yeah. Okay. okay it's gotcha. Lame. Okay. All right. So there you go. There's our uh, review, our, our chat about Frankenhooker. We could go on and on about how awesome all of the special effects were, how cheesy all this stuff was. But the thing is, is you're not going to get it unless you watch it. You're not going to get the little quirks. You're not going to get the little subtle things that go on in this movie without watching it. So go ahead and watch it, people. This is a watch that some bitch and buy it or bone saw. Absolutely. All right. So what we're going to do, let's, uh, we still got some voicemails to do. Let's go ahead and, uh, I've got a song by a friend of the show, a band. Oh, really? friend of the show, the 69 eyes. Oh, they nice. have a song that I want to yes. play right now entitled Franken Hookah. Right, all right. Baby, I gotta tell you something about yourself that you don't know. Hooker, I don't need your love tonight. 
going. Ellen, ambiguous in and out. It's a lot of horror flicks, those, but I guess one of my favorites is Dawn of the Dead. You You don't know what happened after they take off with the helicopter? And I always like to think they actually got away, that it didn't crash, it didn't, you know, crash. I like to think that somebody had some hot sex with that girl. I like to think Peter and, uh, can't remember the chick's name, made it someplace safe. I know the first time I saw Day of the Dead, I thought that was the helicopter was the same one from Dawn. I was wrong, so, you know. That's about it. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Alan's in and out, baby. That's it. In and out. Dawn of the Dead. You know, that's that's one thing I don't even... It, it's like that not only has an ambiguous ending, but it has an ambiguous beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, there's zombies. We don't know why. We don't know why there's What's zombies. What's happening? Yeah, there, you know. there may or may not be because hell is full and the dead are walking the earth. We don't know that. But who doesn't want to shoot Rosie O'Donnell in the fucking head? Dude, dude. She's talking about the original, but I'll tell oh. you what, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Jay Leno <laughs> and Rosie O'Donnell. Kadash, you know, kadash. I'm looking forward to this next call because I feel like uh, you got called out because here's Chris Morrissey of Utah. All right. Call me. Mike and Shane, you sexy motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I haven't finished even listening oh. to the entire But He's got episode. some shit to say. But I feel the need to defend my yeah, position what? here. Um, <laughs> Shane misrepresented me. I didn't Ooh. say I like the murder dolls, but don't like King Diamond. My only exposure to either of them is the minute that's not a minute. Which of is both pretty bands. solid, you gotta realize. Based on that minute, I wouldn't go any further with either band. Oh, that hurts my, my feelings. My point was. <laughs> Shane said that the Murder Dolls vocalist was so annoying and getting on his nerves. And (laughs) my point was, I would take that annoying vocal over King Diamond's. Hurts my feelings a little. Any day, call it an acquired taste. Hot abs. Beer. Eat it. Get used to the taste. You get a great buzz. It's just nails on a chalkboard to me. King Diamond's voice is not something, regardless how cool the story is, whatever. There Teach your own, baby. be able to get over. I'm sorry to all of you who love the king, but I'm going to stick with the real king, Elvis. At least you represent. Because King Diamond sucks. Sorry. I'm not saying the murder dolls are better. I was making a comparison of annoying <laughs> How can you say the Murder Dolls vocals are too annoying to listen to and King Diamond is great? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I don't get it. Both of them suck if you ask me. So, that's you all see I got to fa- say. I might call Shane's in, face right now. defend myself there and clarify the off. situation. All right. Uh, I, you don't hear from me you again. Go fuck yourself. Have, have a good podcast and uh, I'll talk to you next time. I'll tell you what, man. Ever since we did them, first of all, on that the, the one that thing, breaks my fucking heart. You, you. The, them. I'm the first. My if first. We didn't have hot abs. And, and enjoy a band time with Shane. Yeah, that's that's big time, dude. They, he's breaking my fucking heart away. You got to realize though, the, my first exposure to them was Shane at Bert's Tiki Lounge. They put it on, They, you know, uh, what's her name? Caroline put it over the, the PA yeah. and whatever, and you're listening to it with that girl, and you're just like, I never said anything like it! And you were just so into it, man. I saw the emotion coming from Good. you, man. 
I saw it and I'm like, this touches Shane, man. You know, maybe it's something I need Goodness. to do. And I'll, I'll be honest with you though, dude. Um, I have explored the king. Okay. Since then, even, even and what against in his defense Who's of taking Chris's? up murder dolls, Chris. Oh, okay, okay. Taking, I love to say fuck, fuck you, I fuck, 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 I fuck like fuck, dead. fuck, 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 <laughs> dude. Really, dude. Now, against King Diamond, like I said, he's angry. spinning his web. Wednesday thirteen's angry. Spinning his web of delicious. The difference is storytelling. I just figured it out, dude. Wednesday uh, thirteen is an angry young man. Whereas King Diamond is an artist, where he is spinning a web. Exactly. And he is creating How an can- environment, a story for you, where where Wednesday 13 is just creating some kind of a Eyes are closed thing. on Mike right now. I, my he eyes closed his eyes. He's I, got fists in put the air. Up. He understands King's message. And listen, I, far what, is, what, what, is, what is Murder Doll's message? They're angry. Listen, far be it from me to argue with the Morrissey of Utah. Seriously, okay, far be sure. it from me. But, but Mo- Morrissey, okay. Have you ever heard Morrissey of Utah has got it wrong? Have you ever heard okay, the let's uh, go. the the old adage? Even a broken clock is right two times a day. Yes. You ever heard that? Even, I actually watched a movie that said that. It's oh, weird really? you said that. Okay, even Morrissey of Utah is wrong two times a day. And that's, that's where I'll go with that. I love you, Chris. I want to hug you and I want, I would hug and lift you. Take that. Uh, you're such a he's little, given the he's hug such a lift. little guy though. I feel like I would crush and lift him, you Dude, know, but he has still. a sexual body yeah. that will sex you all night long. <laughs> oh, you yeah. might hug and lift him, but he will have a tree trunk of a penis. Well, I'll bet he that does. Will bang you in the belly button. You know, I bet it's like as thick as a tuna can and as long as uh, a Slim Jim. As the Messiah. What? Oh, all right, all right. We'll, oh. go, we'll go with that. Oh, I like that. That's, hey, that's, uh, Chris, that's... we're talking about your penis, but uh, let's go ahead and move on and uh, listen that's to poetry. J- Jake the Snake, baby. Man, apparently we're having some uh, technical difficulties because for some reason Jake the Snake's voicemail didn't oh, didn't come out okay, Jake. and so Jake, I really appreciate you calling in, brother. But uh, it's not working. It's not working. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry, man. I I love I, you, baby. Angel. I'm sure he had like some great shit to say too, man. Suck, oh, baby, baby. All right. All right, we unfortunately we just got to move on. Sorry, Jake. Hi, boys. This is Jamie from Devour Ooh. and Evil Episodes. You know. <laughs> We know. I just wanted to call and let you know that uh, you guys were on my mind and how much mm. I love your show. Wow. And to let you know that you're going to have to come on our show at some point. I don't think Dave will have soon. it. You're not getting out of it that easily. Me and Dave always don't argue. Don't think <laughs> that you're not on our minds. We'll Ooh. chase you down if we have to. I, it sounds hot. Mike um, needs to get out there. The I show. did it. You do uh, it. You guys Maybe. are great. And oh, I hope to talk to you soon. Bye. Ooh, that was so She's got hot. a sensual voice. You have to admit that. Oh, dude, I freely admit that, dude. Absolutely. You're, you're freely admitting that. I am freely admitting that Jamie from Devour the Podcast has a sensual voice. Yes. Is it just me or do you still feel bad because uh, we couldn't play Jake's voice? Jake, now? I love fucking Jake, dude. <sighs> oh, well. Jake, I'm sorry, but 
it's oh, and son of a I'm gonna son get, of a hand basket. I'm gonna go ahead and get on our technical crew here at the Corpse Cast and get on their case. All oh, forty five of them. Yes, and, and wonder why they couldn't pull that off. Anyway, sorry, Jake. Anyway, uh, thanks for the call, Jamie. That was a first time caller, by the way. Yeah, she called for the first time to uh, the podcast. Speaking of a first time caller, Ooh. we have a couple from Josh. Josh. Hello, Michael. Yeah, hello. How's it going? Good. This is Josh. Um, you might know me from from the Facebook post. I know who you are. Uh, I'm the one that suggested typo negative bloody kisses for your Ooh, yeah. Halloween show, which yep. I hope you guys do. Ah, oh, nice. And <laughs> go along with that, I really think a perfect Halloween show, besides typos, bloody kisses, In would addition be to-, to review... The, uh, I'm guessing 2008 Trick or Treat. I know it didn't get released till Have you seen that? The Trick or Treat from there? And for some I think I've seen that. I think we did that on the, on the, on the Cadaver Lab. The theaters just got shoved on the DVD shelf. Yeah, it did. There, which is a yeah, that's Trick or Treat. Right. Kicks fucking ass. It's good. It's, an it's good. Anthology. But every single story on there is fucking awesome. And it all ties yeah. Get to see titties, I think. in a weird Quentin Tarantino sort of way. With titties? Just Wait, yes, titties so too. hopefully way. you take me up on my suggestion and do those for the Halloween podcast. Um, it's going to be a big deal. we got to prep for that, I haven't baby. haven't listened yeah. to the newest one, which is the Alkaline Trio show. Oh. Which you guys doing the album that you're doing, um, it, it's, a, it's a great album. I love Alkaline Trio. First time I saw them. Really weird opening up, opening up for uh, Link One Eighty Two and oh, some other douchebag pop emo band. <laughs> who I completely forget who it was. Horrible show, man! It, it was going to a punk rock show and surrounded by dude. You wasted your fifteen bucks. Who I just wanted to fucking kick in the teeth. <laughs> but um, if I were to suggest an alkaline trio. Album to listen to. Crimson. It would be Good Morning. Ooh, yeah. Which is probably my favorite. What's the one with where they Back to Hell on? Locked over Crimson. on their is it? punk vibe, where it kind of became pop punk, but with a semi-satanic overtone. Had a rough time with those guys, I man. Overtone, undertone. I don't know what the fuck ever. But uh, great. That's a great album. So I suggest if you haven't listened to that one. Go back and listen to that. I still have so much keen Getting to back get through. to my previous statement, uh, <laughs> Trick or Treat, definitely do that. Have you you seen, you haven't seen that. It's I good. really enjoy your shit. It's good. Thanks, man. So keep it up. I'll call back when I'm not as drunk because I'm just rambling now. Well, you are so, hot, sir. Fuck you, douchebags. <laughs> yes. Thanks for all you're doing. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And no, you're not Talk a douchebag. He he may or may not. I listen. He I, may or may not be. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm. I. I feel like I have to. I have to save my judgment on okay. whether or not Josh is the douchebag for a second call because he called right back. Oh, I don't know if he called right back, but hey, douche nozzle. It's, uh, Josh <laughs> well, he's a douche if he's calling <laughs> a douche drunk, nozzle. But um, just wanted to weigh in something. Oh, um, the reason that I like the corpse cast a little bit more than the cadaver lab. Ooh. is because you're drawing into my love of horror music. Yeah. But it's not just horror music. Um, it's the way that a lot of 
the horror punk bands go back to the 19, almost 1950s style. Yeah, I love that. Rock so. and roll. Those it it takes you back to a place where horror seemed a little more horrible, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it, it was a little more innocent place. You go right. and take your girlfriend up to Lover's Lane and you sit there. I think right. they called it necking. Back in the day, spooning and too was big back then. Forty-five grave, baby. Yep. Return of the Living Dead. Do you want a party? Chevrolet Fury, or whatever that is. <laughs> I I really respect that. I love the music that you guys play, and that's that's all shame, man. That's King all Diamond. Shame. I think I've already uh, started on this on the Facebook page. King Diamond is so great. King Diamond, I would compare to the Hammer film. I totally agree, dude. Movie. That's awesome. But he is the Hammer films of music. Oh, but dude. That, it's it's rolling that. right there because really, what did King, really Diamond love King Diamond watch when he was... Absolutely, because he's our parents' age, man. Yeah. Said, oh, boy. That guy's um, got a good 10, 20 years on everything that he does. I love, 20. I love concept albums. And another one I, I want to touch on is uh, uh, I told Shane that he needed to, well, you, you both needed to do the Misfits um, Famous Monsters album. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I love that album. That, we'll get there. Of I'm, all the Misfits album, I'm talking both Danzig. That's my first. And Michael Graves, Famous, Famous Monsters is my first. Big yeah. ass. Saturday Night's a awesome. Lot of yeah. modern That's my first Misfits. punk bands. Go off of that album more than to go off the original Misfits. Oh, yeah. And I, I know I might get a kick in the balls from a lot of the listeners that you guys have. You're fine, dude. You're far away. That album <laughs> is pretty much the basis for a lot of the new horror punk band. That blew, it's that a new wave. Blew me yeah, totally. That 1950s style, kind of like okay, Dan just touched on it a little bit with like um, Little Angel Fuck. Oh, yeah. And, um. I like to call that Angel the, F. The Static Age album a lot. He went back and. <laughs> Love touched Static on Age. a lot of the kind of. I wouldn't say Elvis Presley and, uh, Buddy Holly kind of sounds. And that. It, it just makes it that much more creepy. I mean. You have a lot of the movies from that age dealing with the atomic crisis. But. If you would place a lot of the. 1980s, 1990s, maybe, horror movies back in that day, in the 1950s, that is what Famous Monsters reminds me of. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. He's speaking I'm to the choir, here, baby. Uh, because I'm doing a drunk ramble, and I just <laughs> want to say again, fuck you, douchebag. Say, I love, I love you, you, baby. I just want to love you. Later. Dude, you, you know what's funny is like like I was saying, you. Famous Monsters, man. That's my first exposure. Well, not necessarily my first exposure to the Misfits, but that's the first album I bought. First album oh, yeah. I listened all the way through, and the first time I ever listened to uh, Saturday Night, man, I was like, man, this is romantic. My I'm, favorite I'm tune, sing it. Helena. Forgot of all, cut of my legs, still love me. 
And it was, no, I, and the thing is, it's like you know, you listen to that, and here I was, and, and at this at this time too, I mean, I'm listening to Opeth, and I'm listening yeah. to you know, even Slipknot back in those days. You know, remember Angry Mike? Oh, yeah. We went through that whole deal. Yeah. But anyway, so but then I pick up this famous monsters thing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is something that I could enjoy with my yeah. significant other, Descending man. Angels Saturday night though. I, yeah. I'll tell you what, the first time I heard that, I'm like, I came home that night, picked up my guitar, picked it out, you know, went and got the tabs because the internet was, the, and I loved it, dude. Oh, man, it's good, great stuff. Oh, yeah. Lauren called in. Oh. Hi, Mick and Sheen. It's Hello, Lauren. Lauren. Um, I'm really glad you dug <laughs> Killer Nun. I loved it. Um, I have to say I agree with you that uh, it's it would be weird to sit with your partner and um watch the fur burgers fly crunch like, teeth yeah on the floor. That's, that's some fur burger yeah, like you know, i wouldn't <laughs> I, I don't tend to watch these movies like say hypothetically <laughs> these movies had dongs which they don't i wouldn't sit next to a guy with dating and be like yeah his dong is fucking sweet you know so yeah i have to say um oh. i can see why you wouldn't want to sit on the couch dong with, uh, on a table is sweet wouldn't want to sit on the couch with mike b's wife and uh be like that is, dong some is sweet. He was obviously really circumcised uh, let's obviously um, i really i would look into oh, that's um, great. the soundtrack again or I, would i really watch the, oh that's great killer nun trailer um because I remember when I watched the movie, really liking the score. Uh, so, yeah, like the score was pretty sweet. And I realized this oh, time around shit. it was reminding me of the soundtrack of Hitchhike. His dog is pretty Franco sweet, dude. Movie. I suggested that you and Shane watch. Um, oh, and it sounded very much like, so I was like, huh, I wonder <laughs> if Ennio Morricone did that soundtrack, too. But it turns out it's this other guy, Alessandro oh. Alessandroni, and uh, he, looks he, has, like he has some dog. pretty amazing filmography. Um, he's composed for um, Cousin, My Love, Hard Sensation, Whoa. Porno Exotic Love, Whoa. and Never some other um, that really hot. Oh, Women's Camp. Woo. So, yeah, He's he's uh, composed for some classics, oh, dude. and um, the Ennio Morricone score came first. But I have a feeling he was probably stealing from the guy who composed the soundtrack for um, Cousin, My Love, and Hard Sensation. I need to see though, these. I need uh, to the see those. Score came later. Lauren is your um, Italian well, film. Mike, it's time for you Write to that step down. up the Stama firing Gucci. squad for. Oh. Uh, for some scatological reasons. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, what the hell? You took a, a coffee table book into the crapper? I mean, I'm yeah. really glad you enjoyed Justin Carswell's book. Yeah, I took it there. Um, I guess you got the American version. I did. Take the it. Book. I was a douchebag mm. and bought the um, the British version because I like the title better, Teenage Wasteland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I was like, damn, it's it's... It's only sixteen bucks, but still, it's it's not a coffee table book anymore, and you can't lend it out. And <laughs> took it's it into the crapper. Took it. Well, wait. And it's also, just, just for like a nobody knows curiosity, how did you sneak it in there? Because um, guys don't have like purses or anything to go to the bathroom. You take oh, it dude, in. You walk just, in proudly. Comment on that, it. please. Um, 
You're walking proudly. Anyway, uh, as far as the question of the episode, <laughs> was, I couldn't really think of anything, and I was kind of... I was asking Shane for clarification on in the question episode because I think <laughs> I thought I heard ambiguous right? might yes. think, um, what movie like that had an ambiguous ending would the movie be ruined if okay I you know I just real right. I pause it I realized that I forgot to mention it basically here's the question of the episode right hopefully hopefully you uh, steered Lauren in the right way right basically any movie that you've watched with an ambiguous ending that basically I watch an, a movie with an ambiguous ending and in my mind I'm like oh I bet you this happened and it makes it an awesome movie but the problem is is if what I thought happened didn't happen and it was something totally lame right so it's like that twisted ending where you're going yes why exactly and if it makes sense to you yeah it's awesome if it doesn't make sense or to you, or if you think it happened in a lame way then it would suck though sure. it would ruin the whole movie that's the question you have to sorry sure. for not bringing it up before it um if it turned out that the the ending was one way and not the other and but shane was thinking he was like meh maybe it's just i think he thinks the question was thanks a lot shane just what ambiguous ending did you really dig? <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, Shane's question because he made up the question. The it's easy. It's easy. Segment anyway. So he wins. Um, All right. And I still couldn't really think of an answer for that one. I'm just going to go with the beyond. Um, oh, yeah. Where, uh, anyway, spoiler, it's not totally clear what happens. It appears that the characters, you don't know if they're dead or if they're just like, in the hell dimension and the gates of hell open or something but that was one of those ambiguous endings that just stuck out to me as where i was like i love that ending i love that movie um i don't know that's my favorite ambiguous ending but that's all i can think of thanks and um some, although this isn't an ending, but an ambiguous thing that wouldn't necessarily ruin the whole movie, but that I really hope isn't what's possibly <laughs> implied by it is in Friday, what is it, like three that has Dana Kimmel in it? Oh, yeah. Where she's Friday. like telling her guy friend. Friday 13th. Or her guy. Oh, I tell you, take about Romance interest that <laughs> she got. No. knocked out by Jason and dragged off and she doesn't remember what happened but her parents found her later oh, yeah. and tell her what yeah, the, that's bizarre it, yeah it's sort of she shows up i later. totally forgot about She's that the shit person who's been knocked out by Jason and dragged off and escaped and yeah. it's really <laughs> no shit it's weird yeah you're sort right. of implying that he maybe uh had sexual relations or got rapey with her or something Ooh. it was there's that, your tie-in that's kind of weird and i've yeah. talked to other people Remember? and they 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 get that feeling too that it's kind of a whatever. weird implication well, that hold on we're positive we're positive because no but that's we just went back to serious shit dude what are you talking about but i'm saying that that movie what is it five three three uh-huh drags her off there's your trilogy there's your next movies oh yeah. so i never see. saw what happened jason made it with her and she has a son that drowns again <laughs> all right we're gonna keep going with this People something to think about they could have an maybe actual they special fail. moment with maybe. dana kimmel was <laughs> called her on the bone phone baby yeah um but whatever. 
I'm gonna sign out, and I'm looking forward to your your Franken Hooker episode, Ooh, Dirty Thirty. You. Your Dirty Thirty. Dirty Thirty One. Dirty. Oh yeah, it was. That one really rhymes and, with um, Thirty One. Looking forward to seeing what you've got in store for episode Thirty One. <laughs> Dude, let me ask you something. Yeah. You ever heard of a little podcast called Motion Picture Massacre? I love Vaughn. You know what? I love him so much too. Do you want? In, in, oh I hope everybody God, out there in podcast land loves Vaughn because he called in one time, uh, no, two times, two. no, no, three times. Eins. They're all pretty short. Einstein times. Let's go ahead and uh, listen to what Vaughn's got to say. I just did a really great rant, and I decided to delete it because it probably was way too inside baseball for Mike to, to deal with. I would have hurt my feelings. Um, so. <laughs> I will react, reenact what I just said. Uh, going here. One thing I noticed while listening to the latest episode is that I don't know which side of this is. Most likely the Mike B side. Oh, yeah. Um, really enjoys the Singapore and the Taiwan. So he, so I'm oh, guessing that yes, he really enjoys the lady, the lady boy. Yeah. Um, I've been to Taiwan. I've been to so you don't Singapore know that and Thailand. Mike B went to um, Singapore and had a good yeah, time. Google, there's a porn star named Lady uh, Bailey J. Yeah, I've seen Bailey her. J. Hot. Google her, and uh, her I think Mike, uh, Mike B will get a definite heart on. Easy. Um, the thing is, to be honest, I don't really see any difference. I know Mike thinks he's looking through a mirror and sees this no. unloving horror nerd, meaning Mike is ever. But in all reality, it's just the same dude. I'm going to pause it. I'm exactly. Gonna, I'm going to pause it. You're right. Because, let, because uh, didn't I tell you, let's fucking put the kibosh on your alter ego? No. In, in, okay. It's the same guy. Obvi- obviously, it's mostly a joke. This attire, this Die Monster Die t-shirt, sure. and these shorts that I'm wearing, I wore to work today, okay? Of course. And I did the Mike B thing at work. Here. Here's, here's. I mean, obviously, that was a joke. I oh want to explain. God. You've got something I've on got, your iPad. I've got, I've, I just want to read Written this. and okay. prescribed. Okay, go. I just don't want to mix my internet horror stuff with my, my internet fam or work stuff like that i don't want anybody googling me like a, maybe a potential now, employer let me just say and knowing that i love fur burgers listen let me okay. just say something right. about that all right. all right when you put it on a podcast and say i don't want people to google me right that makes people want to Google me. Well, that's fine because they won't. They they can Google me and they can find me there. As soon as we get done, Listen, I'm gonna fucking Google you. But you're not gonna find. Oh, you're not gonna see the stuff where it's like, oh, Mike likes fur burgers. Oh, Mike loves uh-huh. the titties. I just that's all I'm saying. I just don't want my son like in like five years to say to Google me and then sure. and then and because you can't Google audio right at least not now you can't be like oh yeah. look at tell what that a, to the robot universe sure look at what look at what a sick mother effer my dad is or something like that see what I'm saying tell about that's what, all I'm when saying. the robots come to get your family that's when they come to pick you up because I you've you. done rotten things all I'm saying you've is said rotten things you like boobies. I'm not even Facebook And nasty friends. movies. The and only the robots person, come to get you. The only person in my family who I am a Facebook friend with is my brother, Scott. Right. Okay. He's awesome. I, I'm not friends with my wife on Facebook. All I'm saying is I just don't I don't want to make it easy for, for you know, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's two sure. people because well, obviously it's the same dude. Okay, that's all. I mean, that's all I need to say, right? Well, I mean. And mostly it's you're, Hey. You're the one that's made the big deal out of it. That was a joke. If you would have just said, hey, I'm Mike Cadaver, how you doing, assholes? It was a joke. They don't know that my name is Shane Macazzo Rizzo. Now they do. Italiano. Now they know it's Shane Macarizzo. Marco 
Ville, uh, Utah, and I like egg salad and dicks. Sure. Wow. Dick salad, wow. dick wow. salad, lots of dicks. Oh, uh, it's dicks. a joke. It's dicks. a joke, people. I don't care if you know who I. I'm just saying, you know, come on. There's a split there. It's 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 drawing attention. This is, everything this is a go, cathartic. Hey. This is a cathartic experience for me doing this podcast. And sometimes things slip out. You know? Sure. Okay, that's it. That's all I'm saying. Everything slips and slides, don't sure. it? Sure. <laughs> big, bald, scary guy. I, wouldn't want to I am big and bald. Dark alley Both with. of them are. Mike B and Mike um, C. You know, no matter where you are, especially especially if he's walking around with two lady boys um, <laughs> strapped to his shoulders. And he does. Brian from Hamacus. You know, kind of he Lazy boy. Lady boy, he's not lady. lazy. Boy. He, well, he has a he has a umbrella and a top hat. Oh, Brian, on Brian's yeah. Brian's one of your lazy boys. He he's what I would consider a Ponce fellow. Uh, is that a bad thing? I just think it's weird and different. But I love him. Okay, oh, he's there a you go. sweet baby angel. He I didn't get Gracie's poppy. My wife actually called. Oh, he didn't so get I have cut to, off. You know, you guys should come second to my wife. As it should. One here again. Holly. Another thing I wanted to bring up before I got interrupted by my lovely Holly. and beautiful wife, <laughs> who's giving birth to my child in less than two weeks, Congrats. Holly. Um, is that I Jersey, I want Holly. you two, two of you big, burly, beautiful men, yes. uh-huh. start growing out your beards. Ooh. I think Shane would look really good with a big old manly I think you would, you know, too. I can't beard. grow a big look awesome. Mike, you could try. I think you'd look good, too, but I think because of work, you probably can't do it. No, I could. No. I mean, Mike I Benedict no, can't do couldn't. it. Might yeah. be, well, you, you can't probably, do it, but yeah, you know, Mike Daver can try. Well, 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 you know, it would be nice. If I couldn't do it, it's not because of work. I'll tell you why I can't grow a big beard. I can't beard. grow a beard because my face won't let me grow a big beard. <laughs> I'd love to. Do you know what happens when my, because listen, right now my goatee's a little bit longer than usual. Yeah. Okay. But my side hair, when it touches my earlobes, it freaks me out and I can't get Dude, it. So it's I'm like, the oh. same with the mustache. Yeah. I cannot if stand it, it. If if I get nose touchy it's or anything, irritating. I go, yes. Yeah. I have to shave my lip, dude. Listen, you have to be a very... I see what Abraham Lincoln was going for because he's like, fuck the lip, dude. I can't, <laughs> I can't take the hair on the lip. Listen, Vaughn is like the, 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 the military guy of beers because you have to have so much self-control yeah. and all that to grow that or else, cause it just drives me crazy. I, sh- I even like trim this, my sides, but not, yeah. you know, cause it's just like, I can't even. It take- starts to grow out. And have you ever like had a big sandwich or something? And you take a bite of it. Yes. And then you go, Oh, there's fucking hair from the side of my beard. Man. Yeah. I have. It's like, not, I can't, like, I can't do that, dude. I, I gotta I, trim it. I just down. don't have what it takes, Vaughn. Still, like the song "Man in the Mirror" comes in my head every time you talk about how you're two different people. I'm not. You know? I'm just teasing. Which now all worked out with the whole lady boy thing because. Well, you know, <laughs> He's trying to make a funny, but it's not working. We got to call him out on uh, it. Because <laughs> um, it makes you look weird. All right, sorry. What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, God. Nothing. Oh, That's about it. Um, I love you, Gracie Poppy. You're the best. GP. Goodbye, you psychotic <laughs> bastards. You know, that wasn't all he had to say, actually. Because oh, he called back God, in. Just, this is number thrice. You're, you're, you're now referencing, Mike. I guess this is Mike Cadaver. Yes. Um, going here again. You're now referencing that Avalanche the gym blossoms? Are you fucking drugs? Uh, yeah. I Are you on, that. like, heavy, heavy drugs, Mike? No. Come on. No. Seriously? Light ones. Seriously, Mike? Light ones. Fuck. If you want, this edition is a good record, yeah, but you know, if you really want to get into it, go listen to Good Morning. That's a great book. Oh, record. that's the second yeah. one that's for what them. got me into yeah. them. Um, and you definitely 
your opinion probably would change with that record. Maybe. But that's what Shane I, says, I, I too. I like that record a lot more than I like He says, if I give it some time, I like um, it better. But, yeah, you're fucked up, Mike. Vaughn is like, a lyricist. He loves Morrissey, the Smiths. I can't believe it. I don't know who this is. with Mike me on Mike plane. Saying all this shit. Fucking crazy. <laughs> and it really kind of hurts me, Mike. Sorry, man. You know, I thought we were buddies. We are. So we had the same kind of thing, kind of a mesh. We are. Anyway, suck. Chris Poppy, confessed. Uh, Lauren, you're okay. In my book, you're a lady. I can't really talk to ladies. My wife will kill me. But you're cool. And uh, Shane See? D is always beard, baby. We need the beard. Beard. Yeah. Right, grow so beard. I, can, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's I just wish, too. dude. I wish I could. Grow I don't have the self control, baby. It's not. It's not that I wouldn't. Sure. But I can't. You could. You you could. You just no, have to stick with it, man. I can't. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, if you just gave it some time, man. I haven't even manscaped my sack or anything <laughs> since I've been going through the this shit, dude, with, <laughs> with Katy Perry. With Katy Perry, and I haven't. Look at me. I have. I haven't done anything, dude. I haven't done anything. You're a, you're a kind of a I'm mess. I'm falling right now. apart. You're kind over of a here. mess right now. I. I but do you know what? That. What? That's all right, because I'll pick myself up. Yes, you will. That's that's what true that's soldiers what do. Survivors right? do. Survivor. You know yeah. what? It's the I'm eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fight. Survivor. I, okay. I do it. Rising I'll, up to the challenge of your rivals. Dude, that broke my fucking heart. <laughs> when I go to send her a message and it's like, oh my God, I'm blocked. Then I went, well, fuck her. I'm going to Selena Gomez. <laughs> and I was blocked there too. Oh, man. What? Really? Rough. Did I say anything that was offensive? Only that you jerk off to him. I don't see that as offensive at all. Who would not <laughs> want to be called out and said, I masturbate to your songs? I know I would. I, I would. One day I'm going to get a tweet where you masturbate to me and that would make me, that would dear, put me on cloud dear nine. blank. Put, you know, put that into your, into your lexicon. <laughs> dear blank. I masturbate to your songs. <laughs> you make me feel like a man. She, for the very first time. She should be, like, flattered. For the first time in my life, you make me feel like a man. <laughs> you make him feel like a natural I've always woman. felt like less than nothing, but your songs make me feel like a man. <laughs> who wouldn't want that tweet? I'll tell you who wouldn't want it. The wolf man, and here he oh. is. Wolfie, I love you. Mike Shane, this here's the wolf man calling in for the week. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Question of the episodes from last week. What is a movie with an ambiguous ending that I think is better with my version Perfect. of it? Perfect. He makes Personally, me Personally, I'm going to have to go on ahead and say what I think will be an unusual one. I kind of think it's Halloween myself. Oh, okay. Now, I know that nice. the sequels went on and we have the story of Mike Myers turning out to be Maurice brother and all that sort of thing. Right. But, uh, I don't know, given the fact that we've also got Carpenter coming out and admitting that the whole sister thing, she was largely inspired by writer's block, a six-pack, and God knows what other substances he didn't <laughs> want to admit to. Sure. Personally, while it may be canon, I per kind of think I prefer my take on it myself. Okay. Because the way I look at the ending of that one, you don't know what it was that happened to Michael. I mean, he falls out of the building, and yeah. all Loomis sees there on the ground is Grass. a dent in the turf. Sure. No body, no footsteps, nothing. Now, the question, of course, is how did Michael get away? Well, 
there's that whole issue of the idea that he got up, walked off with six rounds in him, and then came back to hunt down Laurie later. Or if you actually accept Loomis's basic premise that uh, Michael was effectively pure evil, I like well, that. what if that was just the case, and instead of being some weird cult sacrifice thing that's supposed <laughs> to go out and kill his whole family, Michael is evil incarnate, and just having been beaten for that Halloween, he ventures off Ooh. and disappears until he comes back another time. Okay. Now, I know that. it's not yeah. necessarily that like popular that. take on things, it's but interesting. it's kind of where I would have liked to have seen the franchise go, unfortunately, and got a little have off Halloween the rails. 6. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. Um... As for the movie from last week, Killer Nun, haven't seen this one, although, let me tell you, every time you guys do an Italian film, I find myself thinking more and more that I really wish I could watch movies with Lauren sometime. She no doubt. hell of a lot about Mike this. says that all no the time. Um, She's like an encyclopedia of Italian awesomeness. goes back a lot longer than movies do, really, because this thing... It's some of the earliest novels that were put out were actually basically non-exploitation. So he um, says the word novel. I think it was The Lord. I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote it. Matthew something or other. <laughs> it was a hellaciously gruesome piece that basically involved a priest, several nuns, and all sorts of nasty stuff that they all got up to. Nice. And even in the centuries before that, there were pamphlets and the like, basically dating back to the Reformation and earlier. He knows the shit. That were going on about all the salacious, scandalous activities that took place behind the... I'm going to pause it right here real quick. I want to say one thing. All right. Wolfman... I saw you bubbling over like you were like... (laughs) (laughs) Wolfman sure sure seems to know his shit, right? (laughs) Of course he does. Here's the problem I have, okay? okay? He could be making all this stuff up. And I would have no idea. Are you playing me, Wolfman? Are you playing me? You're calling him out saying that. No, no. This I'm guy. Not, I'm not calling him out. Are, I'm asking him as someone who doesn't like to be made a fool of. Are you playing me, brother? Uh, all right. Okay. That's all I'll say. Are you playing me? Because you're looking <laughs> like a fool right now. I know. Because he is the instrument of knowledge. I'm insecure. Oh, you know me. I have these little insecurities boiling up in me. Sometimes they come to a head, and I just need to mention them, okay? But you're calling the wolf man out. No, I'm not. I'm asking him. Oh, you're asking him? I'm asking. I want to know, as it's obviously someone who knows his history or fakes his history way better than I ever could. Okay. See, you, you, it's you people. No. It's people like you that throw in that little word. No, fakes. no. No, I'm saying, do you know your history or fakes your history? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Do you know? <laughs> you throw that little word in. I'm not, I'm not calling him out. I'm not. I see a breakdance war <laughs> bubbling up right now. I'm not accusing him of anything, okay? I'm just I, curious. I take his word. But I'll tell you what, I bet you I could kick the shit out of the Wolfman in a break dancing war. I Close take his word. Convent. And actually, a little bonus point for those of you in English class at the moment. 
if you happen to be going through Hamlet and you come across the line where See, there's no such Celia, thing as Hamlet. He's full I of shit. Was to uh, get <laughs> thee to a nunnery, he was basically calling her a whore. Dude, that might have been his mother instead. I forget which one it Shane was. Shane just started a break. To. I don't know if I could take Shane in a break. Basically, a nunnery it. was a euphemism for a brothel in uh, Middle English. Nobody does the, the word like I do. The things you find out when you study history. <laughs> I, uh, I'll I, put the worm in your vagina, yeah, they have or I'll put it on the cardboard box. Where do you want it? Got up to when they went off to That's the part of my moves, too. I said, where do you uh, want it? In your vagina or on the box? And oh, shit. I think that'll do for this week, probably. I will talk to you <laughs> next time. And looking forward to whatever it is you got for the show. Yes. Oh, one last thing. Okay. Uh... Voicemails at the beginning or the end. Don't know what you guys decided to do, but like so many said, whichever you guys prefer, there's something to be said for the build-up and the momentum you get listening to the voicemails before going into the show. But True that. No, then again, no. there's also the spoiler factor that comes in. Agreed. So personally, spoiler issues don't really get to me, me even when it's a movie I haven't seen, so... When it comes to a review of a movie that I haven't seen, it's less of an issue there. I kind of prefer up front, but so eh, two. it's up to whatever you oh. guys prefer. After all, it's that's your damn timers, show. Let's say. GP this and him. Man, yeah. And I'll talk to you later. I don't know. It's still up in the air, man. I mean, we're doing it last this episode, but that yeah. doesn't mean the next episode it could be different. Yeah, because that's two big timers. Yeah, maybe. Listen. We'll surprise you for next week, guys. Okay. Is it weird? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I kind of feel it weird. Way. I kind of feel weird doing it last. Yeah, I do. I do. Personally, Should we go back to the old way? You know what? Let's leave it a mystery till next episode. How about okay. that? Th- that's fine with me. All right, folks. We have just run into some technical difficulties. We couldn't play Jake's, and Aaron called in. Aaron, the Canadian. Yeah. He sent us an MP3, and and uh, we're having a hard time playing it. And for some reason. Shane's internet's down, so we Ain't can't re-download that a, it. a bitch. But here's what, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna save those two for next episode. Uh, sorry, guys, that sucks the balls. But, Dude, it sucks my ass. Well, that's my internet's down. That's pretty graphic. We can't, how are we gonna Spotify some Y and T later, dude? This pisses me off <laughs> to no end. <laughs> well, okay. Aaron, Jake. Those two guys I love you. you know that. But I'm but but I'm gonna re-download and we'll say and we'll save them for next episode. Sorry guys, man. I I it's I don't know what happened, but whatever. We're we're just gonna We're a bigger operation over here, aren't we? Yeah, we're we're uh, we're we're just like wonderful. top top tier. Right? <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry guys. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Why don't we do this? Why don't we just what uh why don't we just answer the, uh, yeah. the question of the episode ourselves? Uh, Sounds good. You go first. Here's mine. I talked about this on the last episode of uh, American Psycho. And it's like American Psycho. Let's put it this way. It's an uh, unbelievably awesome movie. I love the movie American Psycho. Okay. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is if, um, if he doesn't go through the whole thing, if Patrick Bateman doesn't go through the whole thing and he didn't do all those killings and it was all in his mind. Right. Basically, all he is is a wussy, impotent little dreamer who is has so much rage but doesn't know how to get it out. Or, oh, or, or he did kill all those people, which is how it is in my brain. And he's completely psycho, and he's crazy and whatever. And it makes a great movie, right? That's the thing. That movie 
to me, if none of that stuff happened and it was all in his head, then that just ruins it all for me because here he is just somebody who is just pathetic. I'm not going to ruin the book for you then. Uh, you know what? I because, because I never listened to it you, or, or heard you, it. You could, it. you could be on the right track. My, okay. my ambiguous ending okay. is, and you, we, we just did this movie, Martyrs. Oh, okay. And right. the reason why is Lauren got a hold of me and she said, so what's the question? I said, well, it's ambiguous ending. Right. That was right, right or wrong for you, uh-huh. you know, that, that sure. made or broke the movie. Uh-huh. And she said, well, uh, and I said, I think I'm going with Martyrs. She said, well, no, that's easy because she saw something beautiful. Right. And that's why, and I said, no, that's. Or, no, I don't know, man. My, my, my ending was that she blew her brains out because she said that's, there's nothing. Good. And it could be because the thing is, is it's like, I mean, isn't let's suicide be a sin? Let, yes. Let, let's be gosh. honest, dude. If there's nothing out there, life is hard as shit. Sure. Know? And if it's like, if there's no consequence, I get it. But, Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying I want to commit suicide or anything. Because I don't. Sure. All I'm saying is, I under. I. You know what? The thing is, is like, I'm out. See a bitch. Whoop. The beauty of that, uh-huh. and that tells a lot, is the be- You know where I stand. Yes, on I do. Religion and all that. Stuff. Absolutely. So to me, it's cut and dry. And to someone else, they're going. Well, she saw something that was totally beautiful and said, "I'm out. I'll see you there." You know. So sure. that's. To me, and because I'm sure honestly, there's it like, could I go mean, either hell. way. It could go either way. Exactly. The ending could be that she blew her head off to either I'll get see you out there. or second, I want to hit this beautiful place that, that makes this, this earthly world pale in comparison. Exactly. Absolutely. The only thing I would say to that is suicide is the ultimate sin. Well, yeah. So it's that's, like, that's bang, fine though, I'll but I mean. But it's like that doesn't necessarily. I mean, even though there's something better on the other side, doesn't necessarily mean that it's that that, that right waiting is the Christian, you right? Know, whatever or you know whatever. I'm just all I'm saying is is that maybe it's like she says, no matter what it is, whoever there's something waiting for you on the yeah. other end that's unbelievable. When that's she it, says man. to that guy, keep believing or no, keep or guessing, some, keep guessing or whatever, keep guessing or whatever, yeah. and kaplow, yeah. I went. Yeah, she went, holy shit, after all this time, after all this work. Yes. Nothing. If you think but see, about it. That's, but that's that ambiguous ending that you're talking this, about. This reminds I'm me. I'm talking about it from an end that says this, and somebody else is going, there's something, you know. Abs- dude, absolutely. And the thing is, is let's think about the ending. If they would have explained it further, it really would ha- have limited yeah. The the impact. In my opinion, like The Ninth Gate, my favorite movie of all time. Right, spoiler okay. on The Ninth Gate. Have you seen it? You haven't seen I it. I haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil it then. Well, I'll spoil it. I don't, you know, I probably You got to see it. But the bottom line is 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 Johnny Depp figures out the puzzle to meet the devil and he's he heads to that castle and he's walking in and the thing is is that's where it ends. We don't see the devil. We don't see has interactions with the devil. Right. Bottom line is is how could they have, have, have created an ending that would have been satisfactory by showing the devil? Here is this wonderfully dramatic horror whatever movie 
And there's, in my opinion, there's really no way that they could have, what, they showed up, the devil's like, ho, ho, who are you? And blah, blah. Right, right. There's nothing that could have been satisfactory. The movie was about the journey. It was about attaining a goal. He attained the goal, and he gets whatever reward waits for him. Because That's they what I'm say life is the journey, not the... Destination, Amen, but mostly brother. because the destination ends with shitting your pants. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's no, what it I, is. I, I agree with that. And the ninth gate has the same type of deal. Yeah, you got to see the ninth gate. Did I make you? Uh, did I let you? Uh, you talk about ninth gate all the time. I, can't I, wait I need to it. I need to make I you. I did not know Johnny Depp was in it. I need to let you borrow the ninth. Does he gate. got How's that it? little haircut like yes. he's got in Chocolate Factory? Kind of. Yes. No. 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 No, he's pretty. He's pretty normal looking in this. Oh. Actually, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. Anyway, so there you go. I I totally agree with you because listen, I mean, for somebody like you, I would have came. I would have came up totally dead. I mean, I had no answer till Lauren got a hold of me and she goes, "Well, it's obvious that she saw something Lauren, beautiful." And I Lauren's went, amused. No. You, I think she saw. You had to think about. There it. was nothing. You had to think about. It. I get it. Those you know? are good movies, man. Yeah. Unlike Frankenhooker, where so, you didn't have to think you, about Lauren. anything, and it was hilarious and bone saw, yeah. but whatever. But she <laughs> gave me the oh yeah, that's Our, the that's the movie, uh, and I'm sure there's absolutely. like ten movies, you know. From we could sit here all night and go ambiguous endings, and then someone could call in or right. say something. And go oh shit, right. Right, that right. too. We, you know, even though we got quite a few voicemails, we didn't get a lot of answers to that. That must have been a tough one. That must have been kind of a tough one. But I mean, not, I, it was either American Psycho to me or The Ninth Gate. Even though American Psycho was pretty weird at but, the end, where you're like, the, but but the reason I brought up American Psycho is because it would have really ruined the whole movie for me if it was just all on his mind. That would have ruined it. Yeah, I, and I would have hated it. I would have thought he was a big, you know. Yeah, emo wannabe pussy type of deal. Not to get too weird or whatever. You've got to read the book. That's all I'll say okay. is you've got to read the book or audiobook it because it's fantastically done. I should, I should just version. read it. I should get the Kindle. I'm, I'm reading the shit. Because there's so much good shit okay. that they leave out of the movie. I'm going to I'm gonna get that. After I here. finish the Necroscope book I'm on, which I'm probably most of the way through, I'm gonna, I'll do American Psycho. How's that? I'll send it to you. Uh, I'll okay. let you borrow, borrow my audio copy. Oh, okay. How about that? Uh, okay, whatever. Like that, that works. <laughs> All right, question for the next episode. Yes. Frank and Hooker, going along with the whole Frank and Hooker theme. And it's funny because I'm on the Facebook group, which if you're not signed up for, you should sign up for the Facebook group. Um, I, I mentioned, man, I got a question, but I don't know if it's going to turn dark. And ugly. I know I saw that. What? Is but it? somebody picked it out. Somebody, somebody got it. And I don't want this to turn into a big misogynist type sure, of deal. Okay, sure. I, you know this is fun. This open is fun. minds, people. Sure. Don't be assholes and jerk fucks. You realize that this the whole thing with uh, the, uh, the the Frankenhooker started with uh, a salad, a human salad that used to be named Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, if it were you... She was just a human salad. Yes, she was. Yeah. What? Okay. <clears throat> we're not going to talk about Frankenhooker. We're going to okay. talk about Frankenvixen. Franken-horror vixen, okay? Pick five horror vixens to create your perfect Franken-vixen. Tell us what parts of whom would go where. What parts of whom would go where. And people, let's keep this shit classy. And, and, that goes for men too. 
Yes. Okay, yeah. If you're a female. The women that call in wait, and wait, say, wait, wait. I want the, Lauren, the ding dong of the guy from 28 weeks Lauren, later. Lauren, no, who would want that one? That one's tiny. Uh, well, but I'm he would saying. want like Lars von Trier giant schlong and that thing that was coming up blood. Well, I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. That goes so, for women, So, Lauren, too. This, is, this is your shot to choose out a sweet David song. Hess. I want his head. <laughs> yes. What David Hess's big old schnoz looking at me going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's the question of the episode. The that's number good. is 206-339-2730. Again, that is 206-339-2730. And that's it, baby. That's all I got. That's good. I'm worn out. We had technical difficulties. I just want to throw my hands up in frustration. We're on a world of shit over here. We are. And you know what? Like I said, Aaron, I'm going to save that shit. So if you call in again, we're going to play both and of Jake them. We too. owe you. And Jake, that's what I'm saying. Jake, too. We're going to play both of those again. I'm sorry about what happened. I'll make sure it works. But other than that, son of a ball sack. I feel terrible about it. But what are you going to do, I guess? I don't know what the hell happened. Hey, it's the day of the eight, man. <laughs> All right. So from the Corpse Cast, we will catch you guys later. See ya. How many people do I have to kill? Before you know-